Welcome back to another edition of the My Team Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one and only Alan Doma Dela, Mr. Energy himself. It is another beautiful day down here in South Florida. We're talking about 82 degree weather. It is February 14th. So before we get anywhere, before we go anywhere, let me just say one thing. First, 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 first let's say one thing. Let me tell you guys, happy Valentine's Day. And let you know that if you're watching this, and even if you're not watching this, but for all the people out there, anybody within the, within the reach of my ears, within the reach of my voice, within the, that can hear this. I love you. Let's try that again so we can get that for the people at home to see if they can get, we can get you people on, on Facebook involved. I already know, I'm sorry, wait a minute, I'm backwards. You people on Facebook should be involved, but let's see if we can get you people on YouTube involved too. Give me one second, let's get this back one more time for the... I love you! Yes, folks. It's February 14th. I love you all. Happy Valentine's Day. It is 82 degrees here in South Florida. We have a day that is just full of sunshine, rays, hope, and happiness. Like I said, not only is it Valentine's Day, but love is in the air as well as on the bench. And if you've been paying attention to the NBA, there is no love or team for old men. As we get a chance to talk trades and buyouts today, we get to talk about the free agency coming up. Not only the, rest- the unrestricted free agencies, but the restricted free agencies. And, and, and we may just take a glimpse into 2019 just to see how the end of that season may look as well. And we also, as you know, we get to talk about these all-star games, the skills point, the three-point challenge, the slam dunk contest. And you know I'm going to talk about my Knicks. And you know I'm going to talk about your heat. But without any further ado, you know what I say, regardless of the time. Take that, take that, take that. And regardless of the weather. Hello, you play to win the game. There's always a good time to talk some sports. So, let's start talking. Woo! Back at it like a sports Fanatic, where have you been, my peoples? I, I guess you should be asking me that. Like, yo, T, yo, T, where have you been? Because I know after we got off the air last week, the very next day, and I do mean the very next day, things were on and popping. The NBA gave us exactly what they wanted. Like, they delivered. I don't know about you guys, but they delivered. So let me, so let me ask you the question that, that should be asked, that needs to be asked. Do you remember where you were at during the NBA tread deadline on February 8th between the hours of 1,200 and 1,600? Do you remember where you were at? Because I do. I remember where I was. 
I was sitting at work. Actually, let me rephrase that. I don't like to consider that other place work. I like to consider that place the funding for this. So, as I was at the funding vehicle, I'm sitting there. And this is one of those funding vehicles that doesn't really allow a lot of headphone usage. That doesn't really allow any kind of radio. Basically, it's kind of shitty. But it funds what it needs to fund. And can I tell you? I got a blip. And then I got a blip. And then I got a text message. And then I got a blip, blip, blip. And I'm looking. And I'm like, what is going on? What is going on? What is going on? And then I look down. And I see trade. After trade. After trade. And sign-ins and trades and releases and deadlines and all kinds of madness was just going on. I was just losing my mind. Woo! My head popped off, and all I wanted to do, all I wanted to do, and I'm talking about, this is like, we're talking about like 3 o'clock, 3, 4 o'clock, so we're talking about, I have another 4 to 5 hours to sit there at the funding vehicle, and all I want to do, all I wanted to do, was go home, and just OD on some sports, I mean literally, just take the plug, Where's a plug at? Somebody, somebody hand me a plug. It's too late for a plug. I wanted to take a plug and jam it. One of them 3.5 ox cord plugs. And jam it right into my veins. And I just wanted to... Just OD on sports. Like, that's all I wanted to do. And eventually, I got that. Actually, just, I mean, straight IV into the bloodstream. So let me ask you, where were you when the NBA trade deadline went about? Because I was at the funding vehicle. I was at the vehicle funding. I was at the vehicle funding site. Vehicle funding site. VFS. We gotta find a. We gotta find a way to call that what it's really called instead of calling it work. Because work sounds so bad. Because when when it's work, you know, we're not gonna get into a work topic. I understand. We're not here to that. We're not here for that today. As can I thank you if you all listening live on mytradio.net. This is the Mighty Sports Podcast. I am still your host, Alan Thomas Taylor. We don't have a number for you to dial today, but we do appreciate you listening on mytradio.net. If you listen to the read here, that means you're probably catching it on on twenty four seven miami.tv or you could be going to mytsports.net and also at mytradio.net yeah I said all that mix it law tune in radio wherever you need to find it we just not on iTunes we don't believe in in, in <laughs> I can't even finish that anybody want to kiss I got kisses today I got kisses today by the way thank you Angie for the kisses didn't I tell you didn't I tell you guys? I sat, I'm pretty sure, I sat right here with you guys. Right here. And I told you guys that Isaiah Thomas was going to get disrespected again. And the thing about it, I, I thought it was going to happen at the end of the season. Right? I think I've, I've mentioned this to you guys, right? That I wholeheartedly thought that this would happen more towards the end of the season, or even at the end of the season, more than I thought it was going to happen in the middle of the season. We would, 
we were geared up and anticipating Isaiah Thomas to be released from the Cleveland Cavaliers by the end of the season. Because because what did we say? What, what, what have we? I don't know. We said this from the minute that he went over to Cleveland. From the moment. So this isn't me just hopping on the bandwagon. Now this is me. I've been talking about this is almost September since October. Damn near. This is the moment Isaiah Thomas was traded. I'm like, oh no. For everything that he's done for Boston, for all of the times that that he has earned himself a new contract by putting up ridiculous numbers in in, in Phoenix or putting up ridiculous numbers in Sacramento for leading a, for leading a Boston team that is just way that is way better suited with a Kyrie Irving with a regular size point guard. Because I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little bit of a sizeist. We just automatically knew that Cleveland wasn't gonna stick with them. We knew that Cleveland would find a way. To get rid of him, especially as you saw Cleveland grasp and hold on to with every last breath of them to that Brooklyn pick, that Brooklyn pick that could be could be a top five pick because who have I been saying is out there? Who have I been telling you guys is out there just to get Trey Young? And to me, this helps even more. Because if you don't sign guys like Rodney Hood or re-sign guys like Rodney Hood, if you don't give Clarkson, and you don't even know what I'm talking about yet, Rodney Hood, Clarkson, when did these guys get on Cleveland? I may be burying a lead here. But Isaiah Thomas was, was disrespected. And Isaiah Thomas was clearly disrespected because the draft, the, the trade deadline came around. And, like I said, this is not a place that if you're... If he play on an expiring contract, it's not a place for you to sit down. This is the. If you're an old guy that can't quite fit in, this is the. If you're an undersized guard that has chemistry issues that want to point that wants to point the finger at another at, a, at another champion, this is the. If you're not really part of the nucleus of that team, and the only reason why you're here is, is because the, is because the start that that we replaced with demanded a trade. And he, and he was kind of limited to where he wanted to go And you were also injured And you come back talking smack You leave yourself in So am I surprised that Isaiah Thomas was ultimately traded? No or Ultimately gone from the Cleveland Cavaliers? No I'm kind of surprised that this happened when it happened I'm, I'm, I'm kind of surprised that it happened in the middle of the season Because by the looks of everything Cleveland Cavaliers The Cleveland Cavaliers we're on a dying, a downward spiral. We're talking about they're four and a half games, almost five games behind teams like Boston and Toronto. They have teams like Milwaukee and Washington sitting behind them, sitting behind about only a game or two. They had they had Miami a half a game behind them at one point in time. Miami, a team completely voided of stars, still to this day a team completely voided of stars. Even though they got back one of their aging, old, Hall of Fame players. I think you already know who I'm talking about. We ain't gonna talk about him yet. We wanna talk about the Lakers first. So the Cleveland Cavaliers makes a monster blockbuster trade at the trade deadline. Basically, the Cleveland Cavaliers sent out six players, folks. Six, six, six. That is basically your whole bench. 
or you want to put it in perspective, that's your starting lineup and your six man. Six players the Cleveland Cavaliers let go of. Not only was it interesting to see the players that they let go of, to me it was also interesting to see the players that they kept. Right? Because the players that they kept said just about as much to me as the players that they let go. So, let's run up this. They made a deal with the Lakers. They sent Isaiah Thomas to the Lakers. They sent Shannon Fry to the Lakers. From the Lakers, they get back Clarkson. They get back Larry Nance Jr. Now, Clarkson, now we're going to go over a couple of these players because there's some of these players that you may not know about. Even though they're playing in, in teams like L.A. or they may be playing in a team like Utah or wherever they're playing. Even though these guys may have been balling for their season, we understand there's some of these, a few of these players you may not know about. Well, Larry Nance Jr., he's the son of Nance, Larry Nance Sr. Larry Nance Sr. is a former slam dunk winner, I believe. I know he was definitely a contestant. I'm going to say he was a winner of a slam dunk contest. Larry Nance Jr. is a guy that runs up and down the court like a little young stallion. And while he may not have everything else LeBron has, but when he's picking up a, a full head of steam, and he makes eye contact with, with whoever the primary ball handler is coming down the court. He generally tends to finish above the rim in highlight fashion. So as you get LeBron James or whichever point guard is running the point for them now coming down the court, I expect Larry Nance Jr. to catch a whole bunch of lobs. But you know what? We're going to take a quick break. We're going to get back into these MBAs and these, and these transactions and everything else that has gone on. And you know what? I'm a little upset. I missed something. I missed something I could have given to you guys. But that's what, that's what the second portion of this show is for. Folks, we come into the second segment of the show. This is Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Alan Thomas Taylor. And we will be with you in after, in after, in a moment, after these messages. Booyah. Let me put you in the game. Being taken advantage of isn't a game and it needs to stop. Aren't you tired of being ripped off by those other guys? Then, head to Multiverse Video Games and get the value you deserve on your games and gaming products. The games cost money, and you shouldn't feel like you're just giving them away. So why continuously buy a membership for prices and deals that you should be getting anyway? Multiverse Games not only has fair pricing and great trading deals, Multiverse has a wide variety of games, not just all your popular next-gen titles, but also all your favorite old-school titles and systems. Starting as early as Atari and Nintendo, to as current as PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, and yes, that does include PlayStations, GameCubes, and Xboxes in between. Even family-owned and operated for over 10 years, just off the intersection of 183rd and 7th Avenue in the Nurses Registry Plaza. That's conveniently located at 830 Northwest 183rd Street, Miami Gardens, Florida, 33169. Believe it or not, just five minutes from Sun Life Stadium, $7.90 the ticket, and oh no, let's not forget Tootsie's Adult Entertainment Center. Multivest Games, where you save more so you can play more. We are back. 
to the Mighty Sports Podcast. If you're still listening, that means you are listening to either one of the many few places or the many places that we have here for you. MightyRadio.net, MightySports.net, 247Miami.tv, TuneIn Radio, YouTube, Facebook Live. Do I have to keep going, people? I mean, if you haven't found a podcast by now, are you even trying to listen? Happy Valentine's Day, by the way. <laughs> so as we continue our talk into this NBA trades, because that's the last time we spoke. Last time we spoke was last Wednesday, and we didn't get a chance to, to even see these trades happen. But thankfully, we had a little bit of time to observe them, to digest them, and not just come up with some willy-nilly takes about them. We actually had the opportunity to sit back a little. So Shannon Fry also goes to the L.A. Lakers, along with Isaiah Thomas, as we discussed, as LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers get... Larry Nance Jr. and Clarkson back. And Clarkson is another guy. Clarkson is another guy that, listen, he's only on the bench because he can't outplay guys like, not Cardell Pope, but, but Ingram and Kuzma and Bell and, and, and a slew of other players, which isn't saying, isn't a knock on Clarkson. What that meant at, at some point in time is that LA was going to have some depth. But LA doesn't want depth, LA wants some stars. As well, too. And they want some flexibility to try to get some of these stars. That's part of what these moves were for the L.A. Lakers. But more importantly, these, these were key moves for the Cleveland Cavaliers and LeBron James. As we mentioned, the Cleveland Cavaliers were looking lethargic. And we're going to address how these, that these changes help the Cleveland Cavaliers no longer have that lethargic look. It's not, it's not even the fact that they all got younger. It's a whole nother reason, and we'll talk about that later. So the Utah Jazz gets involved in these picks, right? As the Utah Jazz send over, was it Rodney Hood? Rodney Hood. Rodney Hood, who had an expiring contract at the end of this year. He was an unrestricted free agent. He was on my radar of a player that I would like the Knicks to try to procure during the offseason. I'm pretty sure he's going to sign an extension with the Cuban Cavaliers to keep going on runs and finals runs and playoff runs. And we're not even going to sniff a cent of this guy on a New York Knicks roster. But he was there. So I'm not surprised when I see a guy like LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers target this guy in a trade where they're able to basically dump. And I do mean dump. Derek Rose. And Crowder. Derek Rose and Crowder. Derek Rose has already. Now, once again, we're going to talk about how all of these guys, because you know what? Most of these guys had one thing in common. Most of these guys had one thing in common. And we'll talk about that. But Derek Rose already asked for, already, already, already asked to be off the team. He already asked to be cleared. He already asked, he already asked for his buyout. Or he's already been waived, let's put it that way. So Derrick Rose was sent to the waiver wire. And you know what happened? No. Body wanted Derrick Rose. <laughs> Sorry, that, that's, that's inappropriate. That is so inappropriate. I apologize. I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> And with that said, that dirty, perfect, hard to back, flat, and fought to fill a bucket, Martin.
Martin, Pergaluma, Burton, Durden, Bush, Landis, Martin, and Attenborough. I, I apologize. I should not be laughing at the fact that Derrick Rose couldn't even couldn't get signed up by any team. So you realize in a draft class that has Derrick Rose and Michael Beasley, right now Michael Beasley is a more is a, is a more valuable player in the NBA than Derrick Rose is. I'm just saying because Derrick Rose couldn't find a team. Derrick Rose has no home. Derrick Rose for some time now has wanted to go home to his kids because he's scared of his bad knees or he needs some time alone because he's mentally distraught or he needs or he needs to go take a period break or he went to the beach and he got a little bit too much sand up his reefer so his dick is sensitive. Derrick Rose cannot Derrick Rose clears waivers cuz nobody wants him. And it's good for Derrick Rose. You know who potentially did want him? I heard that I heard that Washington wanted him. But for the reason why I assume that Washington won't get him is the same reason why he has to be he has to be going from Cleveland. He is not a viable option for John Wall. Talk about what Derrick Rose has in common with Isaiah Thomas. Because he also has the same thing in common with the next guy that we're talking about that got released from the Cleveland Cavaliers. And Crowder's gonna stay with Utah and hopefully put up a put up a decent game because he he wants a home and he wants to play. But Iman Shumpert gets sent over to the Los Angeles Clippers for George Hill. Now, George Hill, if you remember, George Hill was the shooting guard turned into a point guard that used to play for San Antonio. San Antonio fandangled a trade with Indiana in the first round. To go ahead and send George Hill over to Indiana to play along with Paul George, Lance Stevenson, what was his name again? Roy Hibbert, and and the pop, the backup power forward from Golden State Warriors with the the light skinned dude with the big head. He's muscle bound. David West. That was that squad. Remember that? That's that's the same George Hill. The same George Hill that when Indiana has started making a couple of playoff runs, and they were feeling themselves, the same George Hill that decided to paint his hair blonde and wear open open jeans jacket as if he was the next coming to Cisco. That's George Hill. Now, as we say that about George Hill, we also have to say this. George Hill, in his whole entire career, may not have been the best point guard ever, but he's always been a solid point guard. He's always been consistent, and you can guarantee that, he, that he's going to be a professional, and he's going to run that court, and he's not going to make a lot of mistakes, and he's going to do what his job. He's going to do what is necessary to win. Because so far, we've heard they got rid of Isaiah Thomas, they got rid of Derrick Rose, and they got rid of, and they got rid of Shumpert. Those are three individuals that can play that point position. Three! Granted, Shumpert does more in guarding the point position than he does running the point position, but it's still a position that gets affected on either the offense or the defensive end, this point guard position. Stay tuned. Keep in mind because that wasn't the only one that happened. Folks, the final trade that the Cleveland Cavaliers made, the final trade that the Cleveland Cavaliers made that sent the whole entire world, universe, into... A tizzy, 
a frenzy. Like, I mean, basically, it broke the sports internet. Was Dwayne Wade being traded from the Cleveland Cavaliers to the Miami Heat? That may have been the most shocking and the most interesting trade out of all of this. Once again, another trade that happens that affects the primary ball handling position because Dwayne Wade did happen to have, be a primary ball handler. So he gets traded away for like a second round pick. And before we go into how this helps the Miami Heat and Dwayne Wade, let's talk. Let's just finally get. Let's finally talk about what all these guys have in common because Dwayne Wade has the same thing in common with Iman Shumpert. Who has the same thing in common with Derrick Rose? Who has the same thing in common with Isaiah Thomas? They all brought drama with them. Danger zone. In different ways, mind you. In, in completely different ways. And also, another thing. These guys, all of them, all of them, are a star in their own Right. Let me elaborate. Isaiah Thomas. I just, I just, I already spent a good what three to five minutes talking about Isaiah Thomas. But we already know about Isaiah Thomas. We know about Isaiah Thomas not because of what he did in Phoenix, not because of what he did in Sacramento, even though he did work in those two places, but because of what he did in Boston. His sister dying. Him saying, "Hey." You guys, based off what I'm doing, need to back up the Brinks truck. Right now, you'll be lucky to be a little duffel bag, boy. But you still need to be able to get your money. And that's what Isaiah Thomas was playing for. You hear him. Isaiah Thomas acting as if he's been on this league in this on this team for Two years. Isaiah Thomas acting like he is the bona fide leader of this squad. Because you know what? That's what happened to him in Boston. He had a mic shoved in his face. They asked him a question. And he was and he was able to hold his team accountable because he knew that he was given 120%. Guess what? You can't come here to Cleveland and start pointing figures at Kevin Love, Mr. can't do that so what happens with him is that Isaiah Thomas obviously becomes called a cancer calls gets called considered whatever everything but a distraction more than anything else because he's a star and he has a star attached to his name and he wants to express that star of his unfortunately Unfortunately, 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 that star of his is not the kind of star that Cleveland wants to entertain. It's not the kind of star that Cleveland needs in their locker room. It is not the kind of star that they want to put on the court to try to continuously help build cohesiveness. Basically, they figured out that Isaiah Thomas was a bust. 
for them. Not, 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 not in the league, not, for, not with Boston, not with anybody else, but for them. As if you're catching this on YouTube, then yeah, you're catching the second part of the show. We had a mini blackout. We won't have that problem again. That was Isaiah Thomas. He was a problem. But Isaiah Thomas also thought he was the lead. But he also was a star in his own right. Derrick Rose, another guy. Star in his own right. Rookie of the year. MVP. Um, making, it, making, it into, making it into Eastern Conference um, playoffs. Being one of the most dynamic players that we saw for a very short period. But as of right now, Michael, as of this current date... As we currently speak right now, Michael Beasley this year is having a better career than Derrick Rose's. As it currently stands, Michael Beasley's career right now is shaping up to be better than Derrick Rose's. That's incredible. Because you know what? If you put Michael Beasley on the waiver wire, I'm pretty sure he gets picked up by a team. Derrick Rose just cleared waivers. Nobody wanted him. Nobody wanted him anywhere. What's going on, Chill Willie? I see you, B. I'll holler at you after the show. Not only that, we're going to take a quick commercial break. <laughs> Come through. I'm going to take a quick commercial. Ultimate in adult entertainment has arrived, and the place to experience it is at the all-new and improved The Body Club. The Body Club. Formerly Club Secrets at 11340 Biscayne Boulevard. Seven days a week, we keep it popping. Like Make it count Mondays. Well, ladies, an entry before. The ultimate in adult entertainment has arrived, and the place to experience it is at the all-new and improved The Body Club. The Body Club. Formerly Club Secrets at 11340 Biscayne Boulevard. Seven days a week, we keep it popping. Like Make It Count Monday. And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. If you're listening, that means you're still listening right here live. Even on MightyRadio.net, MightySports.net, TuneIn Radio, 24-7 Miami.tv, YouTube, Facebook Live, you names it, I brings it. So, as we mentioned, Derrick Rose was his own, is his own star in his own right. And believe it or not, so is Iman Shumpert. So is I, okay, I realize I can't leave my YouTube folks. I can't go into another screen. You guys you guys need all of my attention all of the time. But so is Iman Shumpert. Iman Shumpert is a star as well in his own right. Now, for the few people that don't know Iman Shumpert, right, then I, he's more known for his Knicks fandom. Right? Oh, he's more known by his Knicks fans. But also, Iman Shumpert has also, he has a badass wife. He's got a badass wife. And we saw her in that, in that Kanye. Give me fever video. You saw her. You saw that. 
I'm saying, and she just had a baby. You saw no levels of fat in nowhere. It looked like she was going through that Kanye workout plan. So Iman Shumper is a star in his own right. He's known for the love and hip-hop, or, or whatever it is, love and hip-hop Atlanta, or, or the real housewives of, 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 of West Palm Beach. He, he's, he's in one of them. So Iman Shumpert has his own right. So Iman Shumpert doesn't need LeBron star. LeBron star's getting that white noise. See, you ask what do they have in common? All of them have something in common. Dwayne Wade was the same way. Dwayne Wade is his own star. Dwayne Wade may be a bigger star than LeBron. No, no, Greg. His health isn't up there, so we can't give him quite an echo. Dwayne Wade is his own star, too. So you have Iman Shumpert, his own star in Cleveland. You have Dwayne Wade over there in Cleveland. You have Derrick Rose and Isaiah Thomas. Everybody that has their own agenda. Everybody that's their own star. Everybody that doesn't need LeBron. Also, they don't need to listen to LeBron. Dwayne Wade's his own champion. Iman Shumpert was more of, of J.R. Smith's little brother than he was LeBron's little brother. Which brings us back to J.R. Smith. Now what I told you about, it was interesting to see about the people that left versus the people that stayed. J.R. Smith is one of those interesting people. I think will. J.R. Smith is one of those interesting people because J.R. Smith has been taken underneath the wing of LeBron James' little brother. As J.R. Smith was taken underneath the wing of Camelo Anthony as a little brother. You going to see that banana boat connection here? It's a part of the reason why J.R. Smith is still there. Iman Shepard was J.R. Smith's little brother. There's no reason to, there's no reason to keep Iman Shepard. Plus, Shump doesn't need the star of Cleveland. Shump was better off New York. We're talking about the founder of the Knicks tape here. Piece it together. Derrick Rose doesn't need LeBron James. Derrick Rose is his own star. Derrick Rose sat back in Cleveland and he was dazed. He was starstruck. Not because of LeBron, but because he realized, I don't want to be here. Like, he should have been sending out that Eric Bledsoe tweet. Talk about, I don't want to be here right now. I'm talking about, oh, no, I was with Gabriel Union at a photo shoot, and I didn't really like the environment. Like, that's what he should have done. But he did a respectful way. He found a back, he found a back there, and they sent him back to Miami. And listen, I'm going to tell you this. Dwayne Wade is done. He's washed up. He's, he's in for retirement. Dwayne Wade is on his retirement tour. And this is perfect. But this is perfect for Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade deserves to be in Miami. Dwayne Wade deserves a fair world tour. And can I tell you this? He is way more deserving of a fair world tour than Paul Pierce is. I'm tired of Paul Pierce. I'm tired of seeing his mug. I'm tired of hearing his voice. Paul Pierce is like Reggie Miller to me. Like when I hear him talk, when I hear him commentate a game, I mute it and I do my own play-by-play. I don't want to hear his little dick suckers flap. I'm sorry. I can't stand him. Like, granted, Isaiah Thomas didn't need, didn't need a tribute video on his night, but <laughs> Paul Pierce, <laughs> I don't need to hear, I didn't even hear him doing comedy, he said all these players only tribute, but Paul Pierce is exactly where he's at, as Dwayne Wade will get there, so Dwayne Wade is going to go there, and next year, this is what's going to happen, Dwayne Wade is going to, Dwayne Wade isn't going to retire at the end of this year, no, this is the end of half of the season, what he's here for, see, I didn't want to talk about this, I didn't even want to talk about this, you know what? Since you guys forced me here, since you forced me here, let's go. Seven one eight. Matter of fact, three oh five.
So since you guys forced me to talk heat talk before I wanted to. Yeah, man. Dwayne Wade, he's not retiring this year. So, so, but he is retirement. This is officially his retirement tour. What Dwayne Wade is here for, he's here to bring these young guys up. He's here to help these young guys learn to win. Because what have I been mentioning for these last couple of weeks? I've been talking about how Eric Spolcher should be coach of the year. Why? Look at the numbers. The numbers say it all. Eric Spolcher or the Miami Heat, points per game, they don't have a top 40 scorer. Assists per game. They don't have a top 40 assist man. Steals per game. They don't have a top thir- a top 30 player. The only category they, they control anything in, that's rebounding, that's blocks. That's Hassan Whiteside. They don't have a star. Their biggest star is either, is either, and it depends, because if you're in Miami, these names ring a bell to you. As soon as you hear them, you know them. But outside the NBA, who's Drogic? Who's Hassan Whiteside? Drogic is that little is, is is the guy that replaced Steve Nash in Phoenix. That's who he is. That's all we know about Drogic. And we had a brother that we that, that signed to a contract that couldn't that couldn't muster. And Hassan Whiteside is a guy that just finally learned how to play after being coached by, by Eric Spokesher. Eric Spokesher is a hell of a coach. I hate to give the heat like listen, you 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 can't hear this. My heart is breaking over here. <laughs> like I can't give the heat this kind of credit, but I have to give credit where credit due. And Eric Spokesher deserves this coach of the year well, because. Granted, the Heat has taken a little slide right now, but he has his team competing. And then you bring in a guy like Dwayne Wade, and Dwayne Wade makes a great debut. Because, did you hear that? Did you hear that standing up? What mic is that over there? <laughs> that, that's mic three. That's mic three? Put your mic up. <laughs> Let's get you in here. Did you hear that ovation? Did you catch, Willie, did you catch that ovation that happened with Dwayne Wade? Came off of the bench, which we kind of knew he was going to do. We, we knew he wasn't going to start, even though there was a possibility that he might, knowing that... Who's their shooting guard? Deion Waiters was out injured with that ankle injury. Mm-hmm. But did you catch that ovation? Did you catch? You understand, if he was a wrestler, they would have talked about him getting one of the biggest pops in WWE history. <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. I, I absolutely heard it. Um, that's crazy. I absolutely heard it, too. I mean, the way, you know, once he came off the bench, I saw that Wade jersey, and I was like, oh, that's it. It's a wrap. You know what I'm saying? This is what we needed. We needed a way to come back. Exactly. You know what I mean? Because... You're win- Homecoming king, baby. <laughs> the Heat are winning. The Heat are winning, and they don't, they're not creating the buzz. And, 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 that's, and that's the thing. And it's like, listen, Dwayne Wade. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back, Dwayne Wade, to 305, Mr. Wade County. Welcome back. Because they needed him. They needed that injection of energy. Not only for the team, not, not, to, not just to help the team focus right and get them onto a winning streak to make them realize what it's going to take to maintain this level of focus to finish out the season because the one thing we've got for the Miami Heat the last couple of years, they're not playing a full season. Last year, they played, they, played, they played the second half of the season, they didn't play the first half of the season. This year, they played the first half of the season and what they did is to make sure that they, that they don't fall off the second half of the season. They're sitting right in the number eight spot and they can sneak into the playoffs. And why they thought, like, listen, last year they were a threat. I don't know if they're that same threat this year. I don't know if they're that same threat this year, but they're 10 times more exciting already. No, of course, <laughs> and, of and, and that's the pop. Ticket sales have gone up already this year. It was, uh, I think, like, even like Nosebeard, it's like $80. Like, yeah. Before Wade, it was like, what, 30 bucks? Because $35? what came back this year? The standing room seats. Exactly. I don't got, if you guys don't know this about Miami, Miami, Miami was it AAA Arena? Double A, Triple A. Arena has standing seat rooms. Basically, when the big three came down here to Miami, they built a section of seats that people bought to stand in. You wasn't even sitting. You, you paid to stand and watch a game <laughs> all the way up in the Raptors. 
Those tickets are back on sale. That's the kind of buzz Dwayne Wade has generated to play 18 minutes a game. Of course. I mean, <laughs> yo, Wade doesn't care about his numbers anymore. He's, he, he just wants, uh, the, you know, he, he just wants uh, to help the team. You know what I mean? He don't care about his triple, uh, you know what I'm saying, his triple doubles or whatever, or double doubles. He just he wants to come back. This is his home. He's going to help out the team. And it is what it is. You know what I mean? You don't really care about his numbers, as you can tell. You know what I'm saying? But he, hey, he need a way back. Because you know what? His, his numbers his numbers weren't going to look Once again, these, these are one of those few things that you get in, in basketball. And we're going to stick here with the heat for a while. It's one of the things you get in basketball when you realize that not only because you have to hear the fans. Because obviously, like, you, you get certain kinds of fans, and they're like, they're happy that Dwayne Wade is back. And they, and they say, like, oh, he should never left. And people are still stuck in the fact or in this, or in this mental frame that the Miami Heat did Dwayne Wade wrong. Like, people are still stuck there. Yep. That, with, listen, it was a, it's in, in a weird way, it was a mutual split, but it was definitely a mutual rejoin. Because Dwayne Wade realized for that upper $4 million, I went to a Chicago team. And I was a dud. I was a shell of myself. Granted, like he thought he was gonna pace himself and, and, and make a run in the, in the playoffs, but he was a shell of himself. He gets to Cleveland, and everything gets discombobulated in Cleveland because what they said his his friendship with with LeBron James messed up everybody. Really, who it messed up? It messed up J.R. Smith because what, what's happened since J.R. Smith since since, since Wade Wade is gone? J.R. Smith was like 18 for 22 from three point range. J.R. Smith couldn't hit the ocean before then. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I've seen that. Like he crazy. was, yo, he was strong. Like, but J.S. Smith was one of those temperamental guys. He, he really is. So, with, with Dwayne Wade going, now you see that big brother LeBron comes back and, and puts that arm around J.S. Smith. Now J.S. Smith is refocused. He feels purpose again. J.S. Smith is back to balling because we're like saying Dwayne Wade got there and he's like, I don't know if I should really be starting over J.S. Smith. And then he tried to bring him off the bench. And he's like, yeah. And, he, and then he realized, well, if I'm gonna be off the bench and be a contributor. A slight contributor to a playoff team. Why not go back where I'm loved, where I'm exactly. loved, where, 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 where the people like? Why not go back to Cheers, where everybody knows my name? Like, why not I go back there, where he needs to be? And it's and it's perfect for him because he needs to be in Miami. He, I know you're gonna give you guys are gonna get sick of the segment, <laughs> but no, because Dwayne Wade, listen, Dwayne Wade needs to be here. As much as much as I don't like, as much as I don't think that he does much, but. What, what I'm really want to see. Wait, wait, I, wait, you're a Knicks fan, right? Yes. Oh. Exactly. And I'm telling you, like, listen, he's from Chicago. He went to Chicago. I'm like, yeah, he don't belong in Chicago. We kind of like, we kind of knew he, he that he may even go to Cleveland and go team up with his best friend. And he went there. But like, eh, if you're going to do this, four, remember, it was for $4 million. Yep. So, folks, for everybody that keeps thinking that Dwayne Wade was disrespected, no, Dwayne Wade was offered a two-year $44 million deal. Oh, you're talking about a two-year $40 million deal. He wanted... A two-year, forty-four million dollar deal. So he wanted two extra million dollars per year in Miami. He got that in Chicago, but then it was taxed. Yeah, so basically, uh... <laughs> because you guys don't know, Florida is a, is a, is a, is a, is a state-free, state-free zone, yeah. state-tax-free zone. So he went. He technically went home. But it wasn't home. It's not home. <laughs> it's, not, it's like you know what he said. You know what he said. He died. He died. He was yeah. home. Yeah. Yeah. You were. You're from Chicago, but man, listen, man. You started. You started your career in Miami, man. You know what I'm saying? It's like um, it's like Kobe. Kobe started in LA. You know what I'm saying? And he stayed in LA. So like LA's home. Like exactly. He's from Philly. Exactly. Like I know people personally. Shout out to Vaughn. I know people that personally that played high school ball against them. But LA is home. LA is where it's at. Like. You know, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's they said I can't go second. back home. Last time I heard that when I was back home. But that, that, that was really 
Dwayne Wade. Like you said, like, yo, you can't go back home. You know when he heard that? When he was back home, and he got shit back home <laughs> because his real home was in South Beach. <laughs> he didn't want to do that. When he didn't go into like, listen, like, I'm from New York originally. I've been, I, I've been away from New York for some time. Now, the reason I say this is because there's some things about New York I don't miss. I don't miss the snow. <laughs> snow's for snow's for children. Snow, the snow's for children. Snow's another chore. But it makes some snow angels. <laughs> yeah. I don't miss the cold. I don't. I don't miss layers. Like I. I don't miss feeling like my face is about to peel off because of wind chill and the ice. No, I'm no, good. It feels like someone slapping in the face. Like, yeah, pop, like pop, I'm good you know with, I mean? with a beach. Like I don't know if you guys can see out there, but like, that's pure sunshine and Beautiful. rays out there. We're talking Beautiful. about blue skies, like two clouds, 82 degrees. Right now, I I can go streaking down the street if I want. I don't have to worry about shrinkage. I can go. <laughs> <laughs> I could go hop into the ocean right now. Like, no problems whatsoever. Tropical. It's Valentine's Day. We're in the middle of February. Enjoy your snow. I don't think he wanted part of that. But nah. like, it's part of like you hear Stephen A. Smith talking about, listen, like, he loves New York. He loves everywhere else. But when he goes to Cali, he's like, mm-hmm. man, Cal. I've Cali. been in Florida for a while. And I'm in Florida. And I'd be like, man, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to go take a break. We gotta have to. We gotta try to finish up the rest of this free agency. It's okay though. We got Willie in the studio with us. This is Dallin Thomas Taylor with the Mighty Sports Podcast. You are listening on MightyRadio.net, MightySports.net, and you'll hear the rerun on Twenty Four Seven Miami TV. Stuck trying to figure out what to do on a Friday again? Well, stop worrying and stop thinking and head down to Capone's Nightclub in downtown Fort Lauderdale. This is where you'll find DJ Scepter mixing in the lounge room so you can start dancing and start drinking. And we understand, some of you may be an introvert, so you may want to start drinking so you can start dancing. But regardless of what you do, you make sure you do that with DJ Scepter. That's every Friday from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. Ladies, you bring your sexy. Fellas, you bring your swag. It's going down at Capone's. But wait, there's more. Trying to figure out what to do on a Wednesday? Yes, hump day? You'll find DJ Sept at O'Malley's from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. That's right there on 441 between Coconut Creek and Royal Palm Boulevard. DJ Scepter plays everywhere that you want to be. Whether that's a birthday, wedding, bar mitzvah, kinsnita, proms, corporate events, bachelor or bachelorette parties. DJ Scepter puts a royal touch on everything. And for reservations, just send a simple email to bookings at djscepter.com. That's B-O-O-K-I-N-G-S at djscepter.com. We are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm still your host, Alan Tomar Taylor. I got live guests with me. I got my boy, Chill Willie. Say what's up to the people. Yeah. You know, let me, let me, you know, so they can at least see you. So they can know, like, I'm not just sitting here talking to myself. I'm not making this up for the YouTube people. Yo, what's up? <laughs> Peace and love, baby. For the Facebook people. Let's see if we, let's see if we can get him on there. Like, yeah, so we, I got somebody. I'm not just here talking to myself. I'm not making it up just looking over here into the corner <laughs> and acting like I got somebody in the booth with me. I actually got somebody this time. <laughs> Yee. Yeah. I had a couple of guests in here. They weren't able to make it, but it's okay. You know, oh, we get we get an unscheduled you know guest, and that's even better. I can't. I, like I can't go to work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like I, I got to get my eight to five. Got to work. Back to this. Back to this Wade talk. Back to this Wade talk because we talked about something interesting, right? We're not gonna stay long this way because we gotta talk, get to this All Star weekend. <clears throat> 
about how how well Dwayne Wade thought like it was even natural. Like I said, even as, as I say, it was natural for him to come back, and this is where he belongs. Even he felt that way. What did you hear him say? Well, I heard him say on the mic, you know, when he was live, saying that you know every time that you know he'll see the the heat on the you know he versus let's say I guess the Raptors on TV, like he felt like he, like he needs to be there, like he was supposed to be there, or even when the Cavs played against um. Like the, like the Cavs play against the Heat, like he felt like, you know what, I should be there. I should, I should be playing. I don't know why I left. You know what I'm saying? That was his mentality. So I felt like he was heartbroken, you know, like this, he had to come back. You know, he was homesick, basically. Basically, he said he was homesick. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He was homesick, you know? So he said, you know what, I'm going to go back. And he went back. And, and this just a piggyback on it. Yeah, because I think I heard the same thing where he was like, oh, he's chilling in his loft. Mm-hmm. And it's not even a Cleveland game that night, but the Miami Heat about to play. And he's like, oh, damn, we got a game tonight. Yeah. And he has to, he's like, oh, shoot, I'm no longer heat. That's not how we got He's still, he still referring to them as weeds. Yeah, like, he <laughs> forgot. <laughs> you know? And so you understand, like, his heart was never there. He never, really, he never really wanted to leave Miami. Miami didn't really want to. But you know what it was? It was the money. Not even just the money. He, 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 he wanted to be treated differently. He wanted to be coveted. And listen, it was an ego thing. Pat Riley wants to run his franchise like Bill Belichick. And Dwayne Wade wanted to be treated like LeBron James. Well, we saw what happened when LeBron James wanted to be treated like LeBron James under Pat Riley's tutelage. You saw what happened. He was like, you kick rocks. You ain't get a chance to stay for two, not three, mm-hmm. not four, not five, not six. You could bounce after four years. Yeah, listen, Pat Riley's a genius, man. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, Pat Riley's like, come on, Pat Riley said, Pat Simba, I don't want to, I'm not going to tailor to you. I'm, I'm not going to kiss your butt. I'm not going to kiss your boots. I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you respect as a player and for what you do out there. I'm not going to tailor to your posse, you know, which is basically his boys. And, basically, and, and, I'm not going to baby you, you know what I'm saying? It's basically like, I'm, I'm not going to baby you. Like, yo, listen, you, you know, it is what it is. This, is. this is my squad. You know what I'm saying? It's not your squad. It's my squad. Yeah. You know, I, I make the rules here, you know what I mean? Not like in Cleveland that, you know what I'm saying, you disrespect the coach. Remember what he, what he did with, with, with Spolstra? He bumped him in the shoulder. Remember when he went to the bench? Yeah, like, yeah. He, yeah, and he's, on, and, and, and not for nothing. LeBron James has had a couple of passive-aggressive moments like that yeah. with, with his coaches. He's bumped a couple of coaches. It's not just Eric Spolstra. If I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure he did the same thing to David Blatch one t- at least once as well, too. I mean, David Blatch barely lasted a whole year. Yeah. That's crazy. So let's move on. Let's move on from this NBA talk because... Listen, I, I love the Heat as much as everybody else. Actually, no, I don't. I hate them. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and talk about the Heat because you know what? The Heat only have one game this week. The Heat only have one game this week. Let's do the Knicks. Uh, yeah, we play, uh, we play the Sixers tonight. Yes. At Philly. The, yes. Oof, that's tough. Yes. Right of Philly. Listen, Philly, Philly. Philly, Philly, Philly is not where I'm from. But Philly, Philly's exciting right now. Philly has to be happy about themselves. Not, not, only, does, not only are the Philadelphia Flyers um, playing some ball, but... Obviously, the Philadelphia Eagles just won a, just won a Super Bowl, and we still was, got the prize. Yo, as a Dolphin fan, that was amazing. That was great to see like Brady just fumble that last. Oh man, it was, so, like, it was like winning like all the money in the world for a Dolphin. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yo, when that happened, yo, I literally crapped at myself of how loud I screamed. Yo, I even <laughs> spilled my drink on myself. Like, yeah, yo, I went crazy. So, I'm with you. I'm a Jets fan. Oh, so, that's right. So, yeah, so <laughs> So we sat, I sat right here, and I talked about it. It took me – so we're going to do some Super Bowl recap. I apologize, folks. We, 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 you know, we're going to go over. We're not even going to do an hour show. We may do an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I sat there for about four days after the Super Bowl. It, actually, I'm, actually, I'm going to tell you exactly what it was. It was three days until after the Super Bowl yeah. that I was finally fully able to enjoy it. Now, granted, as you said, as a Jets fan, I'm rooting against Tom Brady. 
I'm looking at him like, he cannot win another one. We have been tortured by this man for two decades. I cannot watch Tom Brady pull off a three-peat. At all. I cannot. I, I couldn't. And as, as I'm watching the game, even as I'm watching, because it's one of them things, you, like when you're playing Tom Brady, you have to run through the tape. You have to run through the tape. You, you can't take your foot off the pedal. Like, you, you, you have to put your pillow down until your engine is ready to explode. Yeah, every single basically, detail. Basically, and one of the things that surprised me, that's what Philly did. Because I don't know if you heard about these players. These players were taking three IVs during halftime. I don't know if you guys realize how slow an IV drip is, but you understand. They were basically taking an IV and going, scratch, 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 scratch. They were holding <laughs> off for dear life. You know what like, I'm I've given people IVs. IV doesn't go fast enough for you to be able to get three in 15 minutes. Yeah. IV does not go fast enough for Bruno Bros to, to do 24 carats in the air and you come back 100%. <laughs> it does not happen. <laughs> yeah, man, that's crazy. But they did. And they would run, and I'm, so until that game was over, and I'm telling until it was fully over, because I, I went into that game telling everybody, if this game is a 35-point lead with two seconds left, I'm still picking New England to win. <laughs> of course. Listen, one thing you don't do, you don't bet against like, Bill Belichick. I needed, to see, I needed to see double zeros. I needed to see the confetti. I needed to see, <laughs> I needed to see people come onto the field. I needed to see the post-game show just to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, this game is over. New England finally lost. Yeah, no, and I need e- to see the stage and of the even, <laughs> and even with all of that... It didn't sink into me. I didn't get it because, granted, it's not, it's not my Super Bowl to, to, to take part in or, or, or to be happy about. But Yo, shout out to my boy Les. He just joined. The, yo, he's a huge Dolphin fan. So. What's up, Les? Dolphin suck. I'm sorry. I'm a Jets fan. I had to say. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but I'm pretty sure he'll be excited to hear this uh, Patriot, you know, news yeah. talk. <laughs> so I'm sitting there, and it took me until Wednesday. It took me until I did the podcast, and I was finally talking about it to have any kind of enjoyment whatsoever Based off of the fact that the New England Patriots lost. Now, there's another half of me, which I have to, I, I have to tend to my Giants fans. Because, listen, ever people have rivalry with the Giants. The, the Giants fans, those are my brethren. They, they're the other side of the coin. Yeah. I understand that they didn't want to see Philly lose, or Philly win. But see, them seeing Philly win is a whole lot better than seeing New England win. Because, listen, why the Giants may want to say that, hey... We don't want. We want to be able to hold that over the, the Philadelphia Eagles. You guys don't have a championship. You know why the New, York, the New York Giants want to be able to say to them that, hey, that we're the only team to beat Tom Brady and New England in a Super Bowl. At the end of the day, I don't think anybody wants to see Tom Brady or New England win another championship. Absolutely Especially not. when they say that they're cheated. Nope. nope. No. Yo, it was just so good to see that. Oh man, that fumble. Huh. Yo. <laughs> that strip. That strip sack fumble. And talking about that, listen to this. Even better, even more so, is the fact that the New England Patriots will give us some serious, maybe not the New England Patriots. Yeah, you know what's funny, though? Bill Belichick (laughs) was giving some serious consideration into making a quarterback change. And that quarterback that he was going to change... Got a contract extension for five <laughs> games. Jimmy G. Yep. It shows you, like, oh, man, I, I hate praising people that I hate. <laughs> but it shows you the brilliance of Bill Belichick. Like, he saw something there. San Francisco quickly saw it. And now Jimmy G is the highest paid quarterback in guaranteed money 
that we can find out there. Which means that these other guys, like Aaron Rodgers has a contract coming up, and he's over here like... <laughs> like he's calling his Allstate agent like, I'm about to up my policy. <laughs> I'm about to insure this shoulder for $62 million. <laughs> oh, man. So you know what's funny, though? Last Friday, going back to the Patriots, um, I was getting a haircut, right? So the barber next to, uh, next to my bar that cuts me up, he was cutting up James White at the same time I was getting cut. Mm. So, so his barber was like, hey, you're James White. So since you lost, well, you got to retire now? And I was like... <laughs> Yo, he started cracking up. Yo, I felt like saying so much crazy stuff. I was like, you know what? I'm going to be humble. You know what I mean? But that's crazy, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, I mean, when he said that, I was like, yo, like, it's a wrap. That's it. No more. You mm. know what I mean? And then Jay Ajayi yeah. leaving Miami. Yeah, Go, listen, even J- Jay Ajayi being traded from you guys. I'm from- glad Jay Ajayi got a sweater, <laughs> <man. laughs> Yo, big up to Jay Ajayi. <laughs> you know what I mean? As a Jets fan, I'm not going to lie. I was happy to see you guys get rid of Jay Ajayi because I knew that you guys were getting rid of somebody else again, that you weren't utilizing properly, that was going to go somewhere else and flourish. Yeah. Did I know he's going to win a Super Bowl? Nah, but we used mean, to shoot. The, to I get mean, a Super Bowl his first year after leaving Miami, and then he took a shot at you guys. You saw that, right? Yeah, it's crazy. He, saw, he, was taking, he, he, took, he started taking a shot at was Adam, Adam, was it Geis? Adam, Geis? Oh yeah, Adam Gates. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Miami, the Patriots, Philly. They all making their moves in the in the off season now, but also even so, even in the NBA, Miami, Philly. Yo, Philly, yo, season coming up. They're looking deadly. Philly's looking like Ben Simmons needs a jump shot. Yeah. Like <laughs> Ben Simmons needs a, need, needs a jump shot. Ben Simmons gets a jump shot, and he may be the next LeBron. What you talk about the next of people? Who's the center for the Sixers again? I forgot his name. Joel oh. Embiid. Embiid, yeah. Joel Embiid, right? As a, as a, I'm a Knicks fan, so I, I get the, I, I get I get the honor, so to say, of having a star there that they like to call the unicorn, Christoph Porzingis. Porzingis, King Porzingis. Is that what you call him? You guys call him King Porzingis? No, they call him the unicorn. The unicorn. Granted, <laughs> it's a name. <laughs> so, can, can I tell you? This is, like, I have a joke. With, we, we talk about this sometimes. That if this was the 90s, the Christ- Christoph Porzingis name would have been like Prozac or something. <laughs> you Prozac. Know? But this is the this is the 2000 teens, and his name is the Unicorn. Like this is where we've gone. Wow. <laughs> Going from giving guys names like Prozac <laughs> to the Unicorn. Yo, what type of name is the Unicorn? But like, let me, you know who gave him that name? And th- and this is who this is what gets me. Kevin Durant gave him that name because Kevin Durant said, "You don't see a guy like him." You don't see a guy that's seven feet tall. So let's call him a unicorn, guys. That that <laughs> yeah, that can that has handles, that has that kind of shot, that can do the things that he does. And then I start to think and I start to remember. Because for some time now, for some time now, I've been saying to myself that Kevin Kevin, Garden, Kevin Durant has admitted that he is not six foot nine. Which I've called BS for some time now. How yeah. long has Kevin Garnett been out the league? Like two years easily now, right? Two, yeah, about two, two and a half. Maybe. So, for some time now, I've seen Kevin Durant stand beside Kevin Garnett. Kevin, Gar- Kevin Garnett is listed at seven feet. 6'11", but seven feet. He's up there, he's up there. Kevin Durant got some inches on him. Like, got Slightly. some inches on him. So, I remember when I noticed it, I'm like, Kevin Durant isn't six foot nine. Yeah. But now, what makes that even more interesting is that 
we realize that, yeah, Kevin Durant is a seven-foot player. So why is he calling another seven-foot player that has handles and can shoot a unicorn when Kevin Durant does everything better than Christoph Porzingis? Let me ask a question. Is that sort of like a try? Is he trying here? And that's you know where I mean? I'm getting to now. I'm like, yo, because come on. Calling you a unicorn? Yo, you call me a unicorn. Yo, we're, yo, we're taking it. Yo, I'm going to call you on my phone. I'm taking a break. Yo, what's up with this? Bro? Why are you calling me a unicorn, B? And that's because, you know, the NBA world, ran, the sports world ran with it. They're like, oh, yeah, you're right. He's a unicorn. Yeah, yeah, you're right. We don't see this kind of guy often. But then they didn't take the source. And then they didn't take into consideration that the source is a unicorn his damn self. But you know what we're seeing? We're seeing a lot of unicorns in the league. Like we're saying, like, Joel Embiid is a unicorn in his own right. This dude marketing from, from Chicago was yeah. a unicorn. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, Dirk Nowitzki is still the OG unicorn. Like, like he's still Yo, the OG. Dirk like, is like the, the, like the godfather of unicorns. Like, yeah, he, like, he's such a unicorn that his horn is gray. Like, it don't got no twinkle to it. It don't got no magic. It's just the gray horn. It's just there. It just sits there. Yo, like, shout, <laughs> shout out to my boy, my bad, Prieto. He, he just put emojis of unicorn. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yo, shout like, out to my boy, Prieto. What up, what up? What's up, shout out? <laughs> Like he's one of those. Like his unicorn doesn't give any magic anymore. It's kind of a dud. He he has to take like he has to take like Viagra pills just to get just to get the <laughs> just to get the magic flowing in there. You know, <laughs> oh, like his, like his horn isn't like that anymore. Yeah. But like I said, Ben Simmons is, is, is a unicorn and, and is right. Granted, he can't shoot yet, so I can see with it. But he's just about six foot ten. He has ridiculous handles, and he could basically dunk from the free throw line based off his length. Basically, basically. So so the unicorns are coming. And we're going to see them this All-Star game. We're going to get a chance to see them this All-Star game. We get a chance to see the, the Rising Stars, and we get a chance to see the regular All-Stars. And <laughs> can I tell you, I'm not going to lie, LeBron James is a jinx. LeBron James is a jinx. Would you want LeBron James on your team? Would I want LeBron James on my team? I'll come back to that. <laughs> this is iffy. That's, that's, that's very iffy. LeBron James is a jinx. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm going to get back to that, to that question, but I want LeBron James on my team. I should make that a poll question. Do you want LeBron James on your team? <laughs> have, you seen his, have you seen his all-star team? Not at all. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm going to give you a quick rundown. Let's get like so. You, you, I don't know if you heard of okay, how it's LeBron's team versus Curry's team. Yeah, how they how they had this that. new lineup. Yeah, it's they, crazy. they they took all the players, they threw them into a big pool, and they said, okay, we're gonna pick as if we're on the playground. But when, they didn't televise it. They did they, they did a secret ballot. Yes. They didn't want anybody's feelings to get hurt. So they get the squad going. Yo, so look, Brando said, yo, that's not even a question. What's the finals without LeBron? What's the finals without LeBron? Yeah, what's the finals? I've seen plenty of fun without LeBron. <laughs> like, like, listen, I've, I've said this, I've said this wholeheartedly. LeBron James is good enough to bring any team, and I and I mean this wholeheartedly, any team, in the, especially in the East, to a conference championship. He is that good. Now, can he can he help any team win a conference championship? No. Can he win any? Can he get any team to win a championship? No. But LeBron James is good enough. To bring any team to a conference championship. I'm just tired of LeBron James. I'm just tired of this rhetoric. For how long has he been in the league now? For 16 years? Them saying he doesn't have help. Well, LeBron James keep, well, keeps saying that he doesn't have enough help. Like, how many, how many, this is like, even from the time that he had Larry Hughes on his team. And Larry Hughes is one of the defensive players of the league. One of the defensive 
um, one of the defensive players of the league, like at least being in consideration for it. Put it up 20 points a game and almost three, um, three steals a game. And then he comes and plays beside LeBron and he can't match. Like, like I don't want to hear that. Like, that was a star. Then he goes and needed to get a championship star <laughs> to, 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 to take himself over the hump. And I told people this. That move from Miami to Cleveland, it wasn't a downgrade. Kyrie Irving, at that point of his career, is an upgrade from Dwayne Wade. He was going to give you... He was going to give you all of the points that Dwayne Wade was going to give you. He was going to give you all of the assists that Dwayne Wade was giving you. And he was going to give you half the age <laughs> and twice the speed. You need top tier right there. What else do you need? One more help. Kevin Love is, is, is more than a comparable replacement for what Chris Bosh was. He was even a better rebounder than Chris Bosh was. Granted, they both did about the same exact thing. Chris Bosh was in the East, and Kevin Love was in the West, and they both were good enough to bring their team to an eighth seed or to fight for that last place in the playoff. So he traded his old team in for a younger team, and then and LeBron James did the same thing again. He traded his old Kanye for his new Kanye. <laughs> so, hey, to be honest, I wouldn't want to argue. LeBron? I wouldn't. Listen. LeBron, I, will, I like I like rings. I like rings. I don't like LeBron. I don't, I don't like. I like rings. I don't like LeBron. Granted, you've heard me talk about. Give me, give me one reason why you don't want to Why you don't? Oh, glad we can go here. In case you've never heard this before. Well, yeah, give me something that I've never that I've never because I'm pretty I'm pretty sure I've heard it all, but just I'm pretty sure you've heard of every other reason why everybody doesn't like LeBron. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you've never heard my reason. I'm pretty sure no, well, you guys have heard this reason. You guys have heard this reason. <laughs> you guys have heard this reason. You guys haven't. So, picture me back in my young days. You know, we got we got to take you back, take you way, way back. We're talking about. I'm in Germany now at this point in time, so we're talking anywhere between 2001 to 2004. LeBron James isn't quite in the league yet. Not at all, actually. Mm-hmm. LeBron James is a honorably mentioned. As far as we know, LeBron James is a junior in high school. High and I'm sitting in Germany. Now, granted, I understand part of this. The Knicks sucked at the time. I understand that. So I'm sitting in Germany. We don't get a lot of stateside viewing. In Germany. Even though we're on a military base, I don't get a lot of stateside viewing. And I'm a huge basketball fan. My Knicks are up for primetime television game. So think of the time difference. It's a six, seven hour time difference. So if I want to catch an eight o'clock Knicks game, I'm up to two o'clock in the morning. Or I wake up at two o'clock in the morning to try to catch it and keep myself awake. Yeah. So in this instance... I, I can't remember what I got. I can't remember if I stayed up or if I got up. But I, I, I make myself available to catch this game. And I'm getting ready to catch the game. I'm looking, I'm looking. So, couldn't I've caught games where I didn't get a chance to finish watching the fourth quarter because I had to go and run to formation. Like, literally, run to formation because I'm about to be late. And you don't want to be late for a military formation. <laughs> and I get to the game. So, I stayed up. Actually, I stayed up. I caught my soul sleep. I didn't sleep. I stayed up. And I go to look for the game. I go through my five channels, because that's all you could get in Germany on a military base, five channels. Yeah. And I can't find the game. Can't find the game. 
But there's a basketball game on, but I can't find my Knicks game. Now, this has nothing to do with LeBron. My reason why I hate LeBron. (laughs) 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 So, you see, this is why you may have never heard this. It has nothing to do with LeBron. ESPN, they... What did they call it in the NFL? They, 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 t- they, they slotted out the Knicks game mm-hmm. to show me some high school game about some LeBaron kid that I didn't give two shits about. <laughs> That's why I don't like fucking LeBron James. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> that dirty racket. You see, he got me all yeah. fezzed up, got me all hyped. <laughs> I gotta... Dirty Turkish Harker back flattened Martin Philip Bucket Martin Perkaluma Burton Dirty Bush Madden Martin and Adam Burrett. That's how I feel about LeBron James. Oh, so it has nothing great. to do with him personally. It has nothing to do with him personally. I was in Germany. I wanted to watch my Knicks. I wanted to watch my sorry-ass Knicks. I'm pretty sure that was doing the Stephon Marbury era, but he was probably doing a holdout because he didn't want to play that last season, but he wanted to be going. He didn't want to pay him. I'm pretty sure it was around that season. But they showed his high school game. And... At that point in time, I barely cared about college games. <laughs> you know what I mean? You show me this high school game? This high school. Listen, I'm still the same person right now. And I'm going to tell you this. I'm, I'm going to say it for your people because they haven't heard this before. I still don't. Because, and, and everybody's going to look at me like I'm crazy. It's okay. Because you're thinking with hindsight. I still don't believe LeBron James should have been the number one pick in that draft. Ooh. Ooh. Run, tell that. <laughs> Yo, Pedro said, Pedro said, high school game of the GOAT. Mm. High school game of the GOAT. Was LeBron James even the greatest high school player ever? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> so, and, I, and I'll elaborate on that. Hindsight makes everybody believe. And listen, they, they were right. They were right. But... If I just gave you the numbers, if I gave you the dynamics, and if I told you everything at face value, you don't draft LeBron James. I guarantee you this. Let me give you the scenario. You get a six foot eight small forward coming out of high school, right? You get a six foot eight small forward coming out of college who's now played against. <laughs> it's okay. Follow me here. Who has now played against. Upper echelons competition because the people that you play against high school is nothing compared to the people you play against in college. Right. And granted, the people you play against in the NBA, nothing people can play, play against in college. Yeah. So you get a small forward that was in high school. You get a small forward that was in college. Now they're both six foot eight. They're both in excess of two hundred and thirty something pounds. Both of them athletic. LeBron James is way more athletic at this point. But both of them still athletic can get their rocks off and does and do their thing. Now, the one in high school. Did this thing in high school. That same six foot eight, almost the same size small forward that went to college, not only went to college as a freshman, he averaged 20 and 10. 20 points, 10 rebounds. Mm. Not only that, he was the most outstanding player of the year. Not only that, he won a national championship for his team. Not just for his team, the only national championship his team has ever won. And mm. this is the only time I'm going to put the hindsight in there. It's the only championship his team has won since. So he brought this franchise, this college franchise, on the next level. He not only did he put up 20 and 10, he got them the only championship they've ever had as a rookie, mm. as a freshman mm. in college. Mm. 
and he doesn't get drafted number one over the guy with basically the same dynamics? Come on now. It's the mafia. <laughs> <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? Like, you get the 6'8 small forward that played in high school, did great in high school, but you get the same dynamics, and you get that, and you get the college player that not only did it against the upper competition, against harder competition, but he, was, he made himself the MVP, and he won a championship. He went through the crucible, and he gets, and he gets drafted after Darko Milicic. You know who I'm talking about, right? I took the hard You know what I'm talking about, right? Of course. I'm talking about Camilla Anthony. Of course. Camilla now, I know I may sound like a homer. Like, and great, I've been saying this way before. I've been saying that since Camilla Anthony was in Denver. Camilla Anthony, not for nothing, should have been the number one pick in that draft. Granted, hindsight, yeah, LeBron oh, James. But when you, were, when you was at that table and you was doing those numbers and you was looking at anything, I don't see how Camilla Anthony doesn't go to Cleveland. Now, granted, thank God Camilla Anthony didn't go to Cleveland. I think he would have committed suicide. <laughs> and he would never found Lala. And then he would never cheated on Lala. <laughs> but... That's how I look at him. Like, yeah. not only did I not want to watch this kid's game, <laughs> this little yo, he took he took the heart away. <laughs> not that I want to watch Le, the, this LeBaron kid in, in, in from junior high play, but also I didn't believe that he should have been the number one pick. Yeah. Another fun tidbit that people don't realize. You guys realize for the people that know Omar Stoudemire, if Omar Stoudemire would have done one year of college, he would have been in the same draft class as Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, Camilla Anthony, and Chris Bosh. One year. That's only. I'm pretty sure he figured, like, hey, I, was, I probably wasn't going to be that or didn't want to contest with that. But one more year, and Mark Stoudemire is in that same draft class. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. that's where, and just to let you know, that's what, that's, that, that's what lets you understand how Mark Stoudemire's mentality was coming up. He saw himself as a peer to those guys. Yeah. And he was quite never there. Well, yeah. also, well, th- those, uh, those knee surgeries. Listen, yeah. he, was, he, he, was a pick, he was a pick and roll dude. Like, I'm sorry, like, Mark Stoudemire got made by Steve Nash the same way that Tyson Chandler said in the league because of Chris Paul. Like, mm. yeah, pick and roll, yeah. finish with some excitement because he wasn't the mailman. <laughs> he wasn't the mailman. Like he, he may have been a tweet, but he wasn't the mailman. <laughs> oh, my phone died. It's okay. I already lost the YouTube feed. <laughs> we still got the Facebook feed going. So I'm gonna tell you this: LeBron James is a jinx to me. The All Star game is coming up, and we have for the Stephen Curry team, right? He mm-hmm. picked Giannis Antetokounmpo, Demar Derozan, Curry. Yeah, okay. Joel Embiid and James Harden. That's his starting five to go. That's his, that's the other four starters to go along with him. All right. All right. Well, so and, and I'm not going to tell. I'm not going to tell LeBron's team yet because LeBron's team needs some work. LeBron's team takes some editing, in a way. So to finish out that bench for Stephen Curry's team, we got Jimmy Butler. You know the J the I the M the M the Y the J the I the yo, M. That's Jimmy, Jimmy. Man, yo, that yo he plays. Yo, his D is 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 just something else. You know what I'm saying? He plays like, hard. Yo, both sides. Yo. His defense, man, yo, I'll pick him all day. <laughs> yo, that defense. Hey, defense with championships, baby. His teammate, Draymond Green, he picked him. Okay. Al Horford. Al Horford. Okay. Damian Lillard. Okay. Uh, Kyle Lowry. Not a fan of Kyle Lowry. <laughs> but Kyle Lowry. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to go throw up. Hold up. Yeah. Clay Thompson. Carl Anthony Towns. Solid group. Everybody's still there. Now we're going to start mentioning this LeBron team. Al Horford. Oh, his formation just drives me crazy. So, the very first player on this list of his starting lineup, DeMarcus Cousins. And right there is where you, is where you get my point of LeBron James being a jinx. Whoa, whoa, whoa. DeMarcus Cousins, really? Mm-hmm. All right, keep going. But the, so next person, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and Anthony Davis. Starting lineup. This, this is uh, LeBron's team, right? Yeah. All right. There's going to be a theme that's going to go on here. LeMarcus Ardress, 
is, is also going to play. Bradley Beal. I like Bradley. Kevin Love. Victor Oladipo. Christoph Porzingis. John Wall. Russell Westbrook. Have you noticed the theme here with LeBron's team? I'll tell you what it is. Half of them are injured. <laughs> yeah, you saw my pair that. DeMarcus Cousins tore his Achilles. He can't play the rest of the season. He's done for. Yep. Kevin Love broke his hand. He can't play the rest of the nope. season. Christoph Porzingis tore his ACL. He can't play the rest of the season. And I don't know what's going on with John Wall. <laughs> John Wall has a knee injury that, that he's been tailoring yeah, to. John Wall's like so much so that they thought about bringing Derrick Rose in. <laughs> they were like, oh, Derrick Rose. No, 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 no. Let's not do that. <laughs> wow. So now you get Paul George replacing DeMarcus Cousins. You get um, Andre Drummond replacing Kevin Love. Walker from Charlotte mm-hmm. replacing Christoph Porzingis. I like Walker. And Drogic from Miami. Okay. Yes. All right. Replacing John Wall. Yep. <laughs> All right. So that's just, so. That's I'm like LeBron James is just a jinx. Because how, it's the funniest thing because this year we had some, some viable snubs. Paul George, Chris Paul, you know, um, who's, the, who's the shooting guard over in Devin Booker from Phoenix? Mm-hmm. You know, Drogic, I don't I like c- Devin Booker. Like Drogic, he, I don't think he was that much of a, as, as a major snub. But there's some, like I said, Chris Paul, Paul George did not make it. Those are snubs. And now it looks like, hey, LeBron James. Being the generous king that I like to call it. See, I call LeBron James the generous king. The generous king. Because he has the Oprah mentality, right? Where he, he may want to win, but he's also a giver. This is the Oprah in him. Where he may want a ring, but instead he goes, you get a ring, and you get a ring, and you get a ring, and you get a ring. And while I'm playing, everybody, everybody gets, gets a ring. A ring. <laughs> <laughs> ring for everybody. <laughs> like Dirk Nowitzki, first ring on LeBron's watch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Stephen That's Curry, funny. first ring on LeBron's watch. Yeah, Kevin funny. Durant, first ring on LeBron's watch. You know, like, these people get rings. What, uh, didn't what, Paul Pierce and them? First ring on LeBron's watch. Mm-hmm. Um, Rip Hamilton and them, first ring on LeBron's watch. <laughs> yeah, rings for everybody. That's crazy. He's a, he's a generous king. Like, listen, there's one thing I have to say about LeBron. He is a very generous king. And that's one thing that we all have to love him for because... He's the only guy I know to make it to 10 championships and only win three. <laughs> I just, I, I, I still don't like the guy. No, we're fine. We're on the same page here. Yeah, I still don't like the guy at all. So that's the only thing with the All-Star Weekend. The All-Star Weekend also has the rookies, but they also have the slam dunk contest. And they also have the three-point contest. Yo, who's in that slam dunk contest, though? Is Vince Carter in? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? I saw Vince Carter's name somewhere. Ah, Vince Carter. Vince Carter, Vince Carter, Vince Carter. Last night, was it last night? Last night, he was one of the league leaders in steals? The oldest. Where is he at? Yeah, league. right here. Three steals last night. <laughs> Playing for Sacramento. The oldest. Which, yeah, he's one of the, oh yeah, like 41, still dunking. Like, I could, you know, I, I, I could build a dunk a donut. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he does a comeback and just wins the whole thing, uh, the slam dunk contest. But he's, but, he's not a, but he's not a slam dunk contest this year. He's not, he can't. Listen, okay, he's too old. You, you can tell that like, he's still dunking, but you can tell the difference because when he's dunking, his forearm is now barely above the rim. Yeah. Where before, his chin used to be above the rim. Yeah. Out of all yeah. the years, yeah. That, that's, that's, that's a little he difference. Can't do it no more. But the slam dunk contest, slam dunk contest was once again filled with, it, it, it's, it's being, 
it's, it's the platform to get to get acclimated or familiar with, with a bunch of these young stars. We've never got a chance to see LeBron James in a slam dunk contest. I wonder why. Because he's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sorry, man. You can't cower away from stuff like that. Because, and, and then expect to be 100% respected all, all the time. I'm sorry. Like, there's certain things that you have to tackle if you're LeBron James. And once again, I may know the reason behind it. I've seen LeBron James put on these mini dunkathons. A lot of those dunkathons are in gyms. Not arenas, but they're in gyms. In these gyms, he usually, the dunks that get the most, ooh, the ahs, the pops, are these balls where he throws them off of the wall of the gym. And dunks it. And it comes back. And, and great, he throws it hard as hell. Yeah. He, he, goes with, he goes with maximum velocity, he throws it back with power, and he dunks it. Those look nice, but you can't do it in an arena. No and, and, and that's the difference. So I don't know. I don't know if that's ever been a part of it. Grant, I know he doesn't want to be embarrassed. Like exactly. Grant, LeBron James has never wanted to be embarrassed. That's the reason why I full wholeheartedly believe that he that he didn't want to, this 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 tele, this this All Star game pick to be televised. I believe that was his decision. More than it was anything else. Also, I don't think the NBA knew how to knew how the ratings were going to go. And once they and, and they did they did a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. They were able. It's like throwing a, it's like throwing some spaghetti out there on the wall to see if it will stick. They yeah. threw it out there. They said it was going to be televised. And then everybody was like, yo, we want to see it. Yeah. And now you know, hey, we got a market for this. Instead of trying to come out with it and then put, and then put it out there and not know if it's going to succeed, you know, you sell, you, they sell the advertisers on certain things. They, they, you know, yeah. they sell these on certain things. They get it out there and next thing you know, you realize mm-hmm. we may have overstretched ourselves. We may have overreached. This isn't quite doing. But now they got a bona fide buzz for it. Now they can definitely go to advertisers and be like, you saw what happened. Mm-hmm. Everybody wanted to see this. I mean, yep. everybody wanted to see it. It was on The Jump. It was on it was ESPN. Cr- it was, was on everywhere. Fox. It was on Yahoo Sports. It was on Bleacher. It was on, it was on Toon. It was on... Um, Yo, it, it was even on Nickelodeon, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like every, it was on TRL Live. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it, was, it was everywhere. everywhere. They wanted to see these picks. So now they know, hey, we got a market. Yeah. We got a market to see... Dennis Smith from Dallas put on a dunk contest. You know what I mean? We or, or get picked for 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 yeah. an All Star game. Mm-hmm. We we got we got a market to to see Donovan Mitchell and just like I'm, I'm giving you these guys in the slam dunk contest. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you have a market now to see to see these guys and you can sell it. And also, it's also a way to generate a little bit more revenue. So at the end of the year, these players get a little bit more money. It adds it to your bonus. Yeah. It, that, that's all into the pool of revenue that the players and the and the but, I mean, ownership. Not, that's true. But if you're not really into basketball. You know what I'm saying? Like, these names that you mentioned, they're like, who's this? Who's that? You know what I'm saying? But you put LeBron James in it. Yes. If you put LeBron, LeBron James in it, then they'll see the other dunkers that you mentioned. You know what I'm saying? Then, you know what I'm saying? But why not put him? I mean, I don't know. Why not go? Why, based off and why not for a guy that is so built into the history of NBA, right? Yeah. He talks about, about respecting the game and the history of the NBA and, and, all, and everything it, it embodies. For a guy that's so ingrained or ingratiated to the history mm-hmm. of it, you would think that he would take on that history, you know, or honor that history in a way and say, yeah, I'm one of the stars of this league. Kobe did it. Vince Carter did it. Vince Carter was just one of the baddest dunkers in the thing. Because LeBron James happened to be nasty. both. LeBron James happened to be one of the baddest dunkers we saw in, in this era. And he happened to be a star. That was Jordan. Yeah. That was Dr. J. Yep. What about Blake, though? Griffin. Blake Griffin did it. Griffin did it over a car. Yeah, but you know what? I want. I mean, as in, in my perspective, my opinions. I mean, if you dunk over the front of a car, I mean, ten years ago, I probably would have done the same thing. 
but if you dunk over the roof of the car, then <laughs> I'll give you, a, I'll give yeah. you a thousand credits. But that, that length, that that, that distance, you know length, I mean? like, that was like a regular dunk, like just without the car. Yeah, you know like, what I mean, it wasn't. Make sure, make sure you keep your, keep 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 your feet yeah, up. Just keep your feet up. <laughs> yeah, keep you know your feet mean? up. Exactly. And make it look pretty. Yeah, but also, but, I mean, whatever. Listen, it is keep, what it is. Also, listen, that was even that. That was more about Kia. Trying yeah, to yeah. get a, get another ear, you know, ear marketing strategy, yeah. strategy. <laughs> more, than, more than anything else, and it helped course, Drake bro. Griffin also too because for like the last for the next like three years after that he was the number one spokesperson for Kia. Like you, yeah. you couldn't you couldn't not see a Kia commercial. Like and he had a little sidekick. Remember that like, that little Kia oh. sidekick? That was, <laughs> <laughs> so it yeah, helped though. Commercial, that's funny. But you're right. We don't get those <laughs> names anymore. We, we don't. What, what what we've gotten now is gimmicks and alterations and all kinds of things to make. The slam dunk contest look good yeah. when, honestly, put in the LeBron James the same year that you had in Blake Griffin. The same, like, listen, Nate that Robinson. Nate, even Nate, yo, I Nate, give credit to three Nate years, Robinson, bro. Three years. Let you know he's, he's a Nick. Three years. Yeah. New York Nick player. Three-year slam dunk contest champion. Yeah. D- jumped. Jumped over Dwight Howard for it. Dwight Howard did it for two, three years. Like, and LeBron. LeBron said he like, like this, it's, it's these little things that frustrate me about LeBron. Like, Le, see, LeBron has accumulated frustration. It started at seventeen, and and I feel like I've just been dealing with frustration from him for twenty years. Yeah. Yo, just <laughs> like, do it, yo. Just, just do he's it. Not, he's not gonna do it anymore. Granted, just do it. He's not gonna well, do it anymore because just done it. Like, just do it, yo. Yeah. Cause, cause the whole world wants to see it. Yeah, it's past his time. He can't do it anymore. Like, I don't, I don't think. Yeah, he'll probably break a nail. Yeah, <laughs> he'll get a hangnail or something. That he, he'll have to sit there. And... He's always like, figure, figure out his nail. Like, yeah. <laughs> like a rat. So, so what we get this year is Dennis Smith, rookie out of Dallas. Mm-hmm. Dennis Smith Jr., balling, 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 balling. Once again, like I said, these, these are ways to get a lot of these young players highlighted. So Dennis Smith Jr., if you don't know who he is for Dallas, he's going to replace Dirk. He's going to be the guy, if he keeps balling this way, that's going to replace Dirk. In about three four years, just about. Victor Oladipo, a mm. guy that's been there before. Mm-hmm. I don't remember Victor Oladipo has won it before. No, I don't think he did. It. No, because he he's lost to Aaron Gordon, yep. and then yo Gordon, mm. Aaron Gordon had to step down this year. Mm-hmm. For, part of the reason why he, why it, it barely made sense for him to be there last year. Last year he came back from an injury and, and looked like a shell of himself. He yep. was going to try to do the same thing again this year and realize I can't put on that piss poor performance. Let me just give my slot to somebody else a little bit more deserving. Get another young kid out there. He's already been known for the slam dunk contest because that's all we know Aaron Gordon for these days. Because that's about it. He hasn't done anything else for it to be a six foot eight power forward. You know whatever stretch mm-hmm. for whatever he is now. Yep. So we get Dennis Smith, rookie, Dallas. We get Victor Oladipo. Not quite a household name, but been a slam dunk contest before. Victor Oladipo has resurrected his career recently. Yeah. After falling short in Orlando, but then going to Oklahoma City, which I, like, he didn't start, but I, but I call it the reason for his, his year this year. There are two players to me that they've been balling ever since they've left Oklahoma City. Just all around. And... I, I, I say that this is the Russell Westbrook. Like, Russell Westbrook gets a lot of slack to me. A lot more scrutiny than I think he should. He gets a bad rap. Russell Westbrook, even during the Kevin, Kevin Durant days, I thought he was the best player on that, on that team. Like, listen, you can't teach 6'11", but 6'11 is an advantage. 6'3", yep. and mm. doing what he does. That's why I always thought Seven Curry was a, such a good shooter, because 6'3", to do what you do and how you do it is, is it phenomenal. Curry? And he was even... No, who? Wait, who'd you, who'd you mention right now? Um, Russell Westbrook. Oh, Westbrook, okay. And the thing right, about right. it, like, Russell Westbrook was doing that 
the same exact time that Derrick Rose was doing it. But Damn, Derrick Rose is so good, man. Well, but yo, he was just... being talked about then. Ugh. And, think man, of, and people injuries forget. killed him, bro. Yeah, that's another discussion for another day, guys. Man, <laughs> it's just bad luck, yo. I, you know what? You missed it. I talked about it earlier. Listen, I was like, Der- Derrick Rose, he's already cleared waivers this year already. Already cleared waivers. Him and him and Michael Beasley drafted the same year. Michael Beasley's been out of the league and already back in the league. And right now, as it currently stands, Michael Beasley is a more sought-out player than Derrick Rose is. Mm-hmm. Michael Beasley is set to have a better ending to his career, or a better career even all around, period, than Derrick Rose may have. That's crazy. Exactly. That's... For a guy that had all that potential. That, oh, it all started so going crazy, downhill man. when LeBron James man. whispered in his ear at the free-throw line in a playoff game. And ever since then... Injury, missing free throws, injury, missing free throws. I need time off. I need to go talk to my son. I don't know if I'm going to walk later. Like, my son needs a haircut, so I don't know if I'm going to be able to play for the next three Yo, weeks. Just retire, bro. Open up a, open up restaurants with the money you have. Have yeah, the like, money coming in because, yo, your career is done, bro. Just like, yeah, go to Chicago and open up a flower shop. Yeah, do something, <laughs> bro. Just... Like, roses, 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 flowers. <laughs> or maybe even like an assistant coach, man, or whatever. Just... I don't think, you know what? I don't think he needs to be, you know what? The more I see Derrick Rose and, and the more I hear him talk, you know who he reminds me of? Oh. Michael Vick. Oh, Michael Vick. Which, and, and, and I'm going to tell, tell you in, in the sense of this, Michael where Vick. He, has, he had all the talent. I don't think he studied the game. No. I don't think. I, I keep looking at Derrick Rose. He I'm like, knew how to play, but he didn't study the yeah, game. I don't think he ever studied the game. I don't, think he, I don't know if he studied the playbooks. Like I said, reminds me of Michael Vick. Ridiculously athletic. And then when you think of how far he went, just based off athleticism, you're like, yeah. Imagine if he studied. Exactly. I don't think Derrick Rose studied the game. Mm-mm. Like Derrick Rose, every time I hear him talk, I look at him. It's like, I don't know, because Derrick Rose's offense was. Think about those Chicago teams. There weren't no. There weren't no. There weren't a lot of plays being ran. Can you imagine, it was. Yeah. Can you imagine was, him like studying the game, like just like how Curry does? Yeah. It was. It was ISO pick and roll. Yeah. And let me explode to the rim. That's about right. And let me just do, like use my like athletic just to like go and dunk, take it into the hole, get fouls, shoot free throws. Like, yeah. yo, what about your what about your yeah, it's fundamental, but what about your studying like the game, like what you're playing? You know what I'm saying like, the tendency plays. of the teams of yeah. how they of how they're playing you, of how they're gonna react to you. Where, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, where your teammates like their spots at? Because yeah. he he wasn't getting it, which is why I give Russell Wilson so much credit. Because you guys forget. Derrick Rose has always been a point guard. Russell Wilson or Russell Westbrook? Russell Westbrook. <laughs> Sorry. Russell Wilson just got traded, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I think he got traded to the Yankees. <laughs> you know this, right? Yeah. <laughs> he, got, he got traded to the Yankees because he's still a baseball player. He's still, yeah. well, he's still a baseball contract, technically, Russell Wilson. So this, this last week, he got, or, la- or two weeks ago, he got traded to the Yankees. So you add him, <laughs> to, you had him to, to Sanchez and Didi Gurrias <laughs> oh, and Juan Carlos Stanton. I know that still hurts if you're a Marlins fan. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, and Aaron Judge and Russell Westbrook. <laughs> Russell Wilson is on that team as a pitcher. <laughs> oh, man. But I can show you how crazy like baseball contracts are because, yeah, how many years is this now? How many years has he been playing football? Wilson? Yes. Like seven years now. Like eight, yeah. And he still has an active contract that could be moved around in baseball. That's crazy. How crazy man. is that? <laughs> because you know what? Over here, like, there's still a chance. Who knows? Like, Jordan tried to come over here. Tim Tebow came over here. Who knows? <laughs> but I don't understand. Russell Westbrook. This is what always made me so um, interested about Russell Westbrook. Came in the league and had a, his weight... Similar to Derrick Rose. Height, 
similar to Derrick Rose. Explosion, similar to Derrick Rose. At the time, speed, similar to Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose always been a point guard. They moved Russell Westbrook over to point guard. To point guard, yeah. And then they talked shit about his point guard skills. <laughs> like, you get this? Like, they talk about him being a point guard, but then they, t- they moved him from shooting guard to point guard and they talk shit about his point guard skills. So what's next? Right? But granted, he's playing with Kevin, Dur- Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. And he's putting up eight assists a game. Eight rebounds a game. And, and this is when Durant was there. Yeah. Durant and his seven foot three lion ass, talking about I'm six foot nine, <laughs> leaves. And what does Russell Westbrook does? He puts up a triple double like that. How many did he have? Like what, 48? Just like 40 about. It was enough yeah. to, to, make, to get the average. I know it was above the 41, you know, to, yeah, to, to yeah. make it exactly half of the season. But he passed it. Granted, people also forget, as, as impressive that was, I always have to remind them Oscar Robinson did it in his rookie season. Yep. But you know what's crazy, his, man? His, his rookie and sophomore season. Yo, Westbrook, surprisingly, bro, he, he hasn't gotten hurt, man. Knock on no! Wood. That's Knock the thing about wood. it. See, I'm glad you said that. He has gotten hurt. You forget Russell Westbrook missed a year because he tore his MCL or whatever CL it was after yeah. Patrick Beverly dove into his leg. Yeah, but, but where I'm going with this is that he came back. Like, yo, he came back, he, he came back stronger. But he was... But, that's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? This is the, this is what people don't. Really, that's what I'm saying. Like you're right, but you but it's like it's like you're right, but you're but you're, you're downplaying it, which I think people do because yeah. think about it. He went down like Derrick Rose went down in an injury that should have affected your athleticism, you, like it did Derrick Rose. Yeah, but you know what's crazy? Once you tear up your ACL, or your MCL is like is is that fear thought in your mind? You know what? I can't, I can't, I can't be the same player. I can't drive. I can't, you know, take it to the paint as how I did it before. Because it's just that mental thought that you know what, my ACL was torn. I can't do this again. So that's a lot of players they have that fear. That's why they don't come hard. You know what I'm saying? But on the other end, Westbrook said, you know what, I don't feel that. You're right. I've had, I've had a couple, I've had a couple knee surgeries, and it's a combination it's, thing. It's, it's that. Yeah, thought, it's, it's a combination know? thing. Yeah. It's, it's first the explosion. You're scared. Right. It's, like, it's like a scary thought. You know what I'm saying? Because you get yeah, you get you get two levels of fear when when, when you're when when you any anytime you come out, especially like in the injury. Yeah. The first the first fear is the explosion. Is can you explode? Can you can you make your cuts? Can you jump? Can you? But can you explode off of that thing? Can I land? How you should land when I'm the dunking? second one? You know, it's crazy. It's the landing. Can is the, is the landing and the stopping? Yeah, it's crazy. So so the first thing you wonder about, damn, can I jump? Can I take off? Can I explode? To where I need to, whether it's, whether it's lateral or vertical, can yeah. I explode? Yeah. And then, can I stop or can I land? Because you think, when you explode the most you want to explode, all you're thinking about when you're coming down is, this is a long way down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's <laughs> like, land, let's like, no, land yeah. right. Those first couple of times, yeah. when you first come back, all you think is like, that's a long way down. Mm-hmm. That's a long way down. That's a lot of, that's a lot of force I have to push exactly. off on. And your landing, it could affect your knee. It could affect everything. Your knee is not the same. Yeah. It's not. It's not the same. It's not. So, and so, so we can. So, 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 so we're basically sitting here right now, and we're admitting that Russell Westbrook isn't the same player he was before his injury. I mean, he's technically he's a lesser person, but you, you still don't doing see it. that. Yeah, you don't see it. You don't see it at all. He's still doing his thing. You know, when not not, when not as hard. Yeah, but just as hard. Yeah, but just as hard. <laughs> That's scary. But the difference is the six inches between your ears. 
I always, mm-hmm. I've always thought Derrick Rose is mentally weak. I've always thought that about Derrick Rose. Right? Right. I always thought he was mentally off. Once again, you hear him talk. In the playoffs, has an ch- opportunity to win a game. And LeBron James came up to you and whispered sweet nothings in your ear. He was like, yo. Here you whack. Fuck the Windy City. Like, <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? He was like, that sucks, he, he went over there and was like, so you're making all this money. What are you doing for the murder in Chicago? <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> and Derrick Rose was oh, like, brank, brank. That's it. <laughs> and I've never seen him be the same since. Ever. Could he met Chicago? Could he met, could he met Cleveland again the year, next year? Yeah. LeBron James didn't have to sweet, didn't have to whisper sweet nothing. You understand? Lance Stevenson is blowing LeBron James and on the court. <laughs> I remember that. That was great. That was great. <laughs> Lance Stevenson is blowing LeBron James on the court. And LeBron James is like, Really, dude? Really? Your breath stink. I'm going to have to drop 12. LeBron James goes and says, hey, how about some deep dish pizza after this? Brick, brick. <laughs> like, yeah. that's, that's Derrick Rose to me. So, Russell Westbrook, I think he's always been underrated because he, he, he was moved from shooting guard to point guard. And then taught to learn that point guard position. Granted, Victor Olympia was doing the same thing too. Yeah. Because remember, I was, I'm, talking, I'm talking about all of this. Just to, just to talk about Victor Oladipo. Yeah. Oh, of course. <laughs> and, and one other person that I think has benefited from, Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook, now he adjusts his game. He puts up 20-something points, eight rebounds, eight assists. Nothing. Kevin, Kevin Durant leaves. Russell Westbrook puts up a triple-double. And they still had the nerve to talk about, oh, is he a team player? Oh, is he this? I'm sorry. There were only three players in the league last year. Even coming close to ten assists, it was him. Actually, there was only two players that had double digit assists last year. The other person was was a candidate for MVP. That person, oh. the person that that didn't put up that triple double, he basically put up the numbers that Russell Westbrook put up the year before. Mm-hmm. So, let's give this. Make sure this timeline is, is pointed out to you properly. 2016, 2017, last season, right? James Harden's numbers look like Russell Westbrook's numbers yep, in 2015 Harden. and 2016. In 2015 and 2016, I don't remember Russell Westbrook being talked about as MVP. Nope, I don't remember either. But then in 2016 and 2017, when Russell Westbrook is putting up a triple-double, James Harden gets talked about as MVP for putting up the numbers that Russell Westbrook it. did the year before yeah, that? Yeah, I don't understand that. But granted, he had Kevin Durant on the team, so he's being overshadowed. Mm-hmm. But now oh, Kevin Durant's no longer there, and he puts him a triple-double. And then now this year comes around, and he gets mellow, and he gets Paul George, and he tried to be the ultimate team player. Oh, hey, you, you get the ball, you get the ball, <laughs> and then I'll then take it again, and then you get the ball, you mm-hmm. get the ball. Not realizing that Russell Westbrook needed to be Russell Westbrook, and Mellow will follow and be Hoodie Mellow, which Hoodie Mellow is just basically being Olympic Mellow, mm-hmm. and Paul George is going to be... Better than I thought he was. <laughs> yeah. Paul George is better than I thought it. But Russell Westbrook has a work mentality, and has a and has a and has a way that he goes about this game that is unmatched. And you hear him every time he does an interview. You, you see, you see, you see it when he takes the court. Yeah, it's translatable because you see it in the plays that he has. Victor Oladipo, about the same height as Russell Westbrook, mm-hmm. was a chubby little monster. Let's 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 let's, let's get it right. 
He was he was he was a chubby little he was a little he was still a little chubby kid. He still had a bunch of baby fat on him. Yeah, you know, said he lost so much weight, his hairline came back into place. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> that's how much weight, that's how much baby fat he lost. That's crazy. But he learned that from Russell Westbrook, and he and granted, this just came out I think like this week. But I've been saying this now mm-hmm. for a couple of weeks now that I'm looking at I'm looking at Victor Oladipo, and I'm like, this isn't by accident. Like the weight loss, cutting 20, 30 pounds, getting more athletic, learning how to learning how to play, learning how to take care of your body, and then look how he commands the game from the point guard position. I don't I'm like, oh, this boy learned a thing or two from Russell Westbrook. Of course, and that's that, that's a team player right there. You know who else learned from him? Enos Cantor. Mm. You hear how Enos Cantor talks, how mm-hmm. he chirps, the way that he has his back. The way he talks about the camaraderie in the in the locker room mm-hmm. and how nobody's gonna come to our corners and gonna punk us. Oh, King James mm-hmm. may, may come, but he ain't King James when he comes in. He's more like Princess James. Yep. You understand? Like he could go ahead and take. That's he could, he, he, he could go ahead and, and, and be saved by Mario Brothers for his voice. <laughs> you look at him like he's Princess Peach. Go get yeah. your toaster somewhere. Go jump on a Goomba. Go, you, you don't, don't run in New York. <laughs> <laughs> go pay Mario Kart. You know what I mean? But that's that's the man. And I'm, and I'm looking at Enos Kent. I'm like, I don't remember Enos Kent being like this. The Russell Westbrook effect. Of course, confidence effect. So Victor Oladipo makes a slam dunk contest after a couple years. He may be my favorite. He, he may be my favorite, but these young guys, a couple of these young guys, like Larry Nance Jr. It's on Saturday, right? Yeah, yeah. Who? Who's that? Slam dunk is on Saturday or Friday? It is on Saturday. Saturday. Friday, right. So Friday we're going to have the rookie, uh, the rookie game, right? Yeah, Friday we're going to have the, the, the Rising Star Challenge, which is going to be the rookie game. Oh, the gonna, challenge, yeah. yeah, yeah. And we're, we're going to have the Celebrity All-Star game. Whack. And then I love what, what? I mean, it's all right, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, entertainment, fine. You know, I've got my popcorn, whatever, my whiskey. All right, cool. I like it. I, I, I tend to like I tend to like the celebrity also game because it always has a character in there or two that that, that you kind of like. A couple years ago was Kevin Hart. A couple years also before that was Barack Obama. And I'm, yeah, shoot, you know what? The year that Barack played, yeah, I heard Trump's gonna be in it. I'm kidding. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> Trump. I don't even think Trump could run up and down the court twice Trump. without his face going from orange to pink. <laughs> but you know what? When Barack Obama did the All-Star game, I remember it wasn't him that stole the show. His, he, he was his secretary of, it was of, of education, I think it was. Something like that. I don't remember what it was. That, that came in the game was putting up double-doubles and triple-doubles. Like, he won the... He... He should have won it the year, the first year that Kevin that Kevin Hart Kevin won it. Hart. Mm-hmm. But I think he got voted like like Cole like MVP or something like. Oh, he got voted in like the next year or something like that. But yeah, like he had a, he had a real ball on it. So I, I do enjoy seeing it. Michael Rappaport back in the day seeing them play. Yeah. You know, like this year being able to see like Michael B. Jordan after you saw him in a game like two K mm-hmm. last year to see if he has any comparable skills. J. Cole play a couple of years. I mean, it's pretty fun. Don't get me wrong. It's yeah, pretty fun. I it's it always back. fun to like to it's see fun. which one of these af- athletes as, have. Exactly. Like, Celebrities, yeah. Yeah, because I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm actually going to tell you the, probably the year that it really, really kicked it off for me. That I was like, you know what? I think I really want to start watching these All-Star games. Terrell Owens. T.O. Yes. Yeah, I used to play ball with T.O. Right here in Pines, uh, 24 hour fitness in Pines. Sweet. Yo, you used to go like every other day. Yeah, like he's a baller. Like he's a true yeah. hooper. Yeah, yeah. He balls. Terrell Owens, I don't remember, like years ago, like a decade ago, I went mean, into this All-Star I mean, game. People, so, I mean, there's people ball him out, but he balls. Yeah. You know yeah. But that's what, that's, and that's what you think, because you get to see some crossover. You, you, you get to see some actors. You get to see some football players. Yeah. You get to see 
a tennis store or two. Mm-hmm. You get to see a rapper. You get to see a track store. You get to see people from. You get to see. A, you get to see a radio analyst. You know, the, the same person that always breaking down the game. You get to see if, if he even has a jump shot. Like you never knew they had that jump shot. You know what I mean? It's like that's crazy. Oh, Terrell. No, I'm saying like I'm saying any celebrity. Yeah, like, yeah. Let, you look let, at him like, oh, let's see what they have. Look at this, this person can really ball. Like, because Terrell Owens, he can shoot and he could dunk. Yeah. I don't. He even caught. I remember in that celebrity, he called Ali Yoke from somebody. Um, can't remember who was that long ago, but that's Terrell Owens. Like, so Terrell Owens did it. And I remember like, oh, this is interesting because I think he also played the next year, and he was the first celebrity to win back to back celebrity mm-hmm. championships and oh, celebrity top MVP yeah. awards. And I was like, oh. This game isn't that bad. I, I remember I used to like kind of blow it off, and I, I think that was like the very first. And now, yeah. I'm, I, I trust me, I never go into it knowing who's on the team. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that made me to think <laughs> about it. Like I never, I, I rarely ever go into the celebrity game knowing like, oh, this person's gonna be there, and oh, this person's gonna be there, yeah. and oh, I normally go in and I'm like, huh, this game is on. There's nothing else to be watched. Who's gonna be on this celebrity game? And it's usually a decent game. Like you also watch to see. Which which players are going to end up being player coaches? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, and and who's going to see who's going to be on the sidelines? So it's more mm-hmm. about the eye appeal more yes. than it is the competition of the game. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Pick the Olin Depot. He's in the stand dunk contest. Yo, what I like to see is creativity. How creative can you be in a dunk? You know what I'm saying? Any, I mean, a lot of people could dunk, but it's how you do your dunks. You know what I'm saying? Like, give me something that. That no one's ever seen. The showman. Well, see, that's, this is where the showmanship comes in because you know what I mean? people are looking at it and they're like, unless like I'm how? able to, like, unless right. I'm able to get a trampoline or, uh, and <laughs> look like one of them guys that, that could do a front flip uh, when I'm doing yeah. a dunk, it, it becomes difficult because we're talking about Remember, thirty plus years of dunks. Exactly. Every like, year, it's just like, like you, someone have, comes out and blows your brains out. You're gonna like. have to like do a reverse. A reverse jump, take reverse it, take Romeo it through, take it through your legs, and like bounce it off of your forehead, send it off to the mascot, have him send it off the backboard, all while hanging in the air, dunk it, Do slip something. a slurpee, and don't catch a brain freeze. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. It's crazy, man. It's cre- it's creativity, man. Like that's if I was a judge, you know what I'm saying? I want to see creativity because I already knew you could dunk. Yeah, I know you could dunk. So I, I already knew you're athletic, but. Show me, show me your creative skills. Show me your creativity and how you do your dunk. You know what I mean? This is where the cars come in. This is where mascots come in. This is where cheerleaders come in. Fans come in. Teammates come in. Off the backboard. Yeah. What happened last year? Technology came in. Oh, yeah. They dropped exactly. it from a drone. Yep, the drone, yep. So, that, that's, that's, they, you know, a couple, I think, even last year or the, or the year before that, they did it on a, on the balance board while spinning, you know what I mean, to have somebody come and grab that board. You yeah. know, so... Yo, give me a freaking 900 spin dunk. I'll even do that, yo. <laughs> you know what I mean? No one's ever done that in a dunk contest. How many? 900? The athlete that is going to take... Oh, give me a 1080, dog. <laughs> because I think we've gotten a 720. We've definitely gotten a 720. Yeah. Man, a 900. Have we gotten a 900 from nope. anybody? Nope. Anybody? Nope. Trust me, I would remember. Hold on. Is there anybody in the, in the and one world... <laughs> <laughs> that has done a 900. You know, say so if we see somebody do a 900, they may not land. Or they have me, to be that athletic. Or give me a 720 windmill, yo. Ooh. That's out there. You know what I mean? That's out there, and that would look nice. That will look nice. I don't know. It's, I'm just throwing stuff out there. You know what I mean? So we get Larry, Larry, Nance, Larry Nance Jr. Yeah. Larry Nance Jr. is the son of Larry Nance. Mm-hmm. His dad was part of this event before. So. 
that is part of like some of this appeal too. Like, oh, like father, like son. We get to see if he's able to come in there, if he's able to do what his father did, mm-hmm. if he's able to, to do it. Because Larry, and he has an advantage. Your pops, what's up? What can I do? Like, give me some ideas. You know what I mean? You've been there. What's up? Exactly. You know what I mean? he, like, he has an idea of what the people should like. Of what, of course, of what everybody should be into. But not only that, he's gonna he's gonna be at a, at a disadvantage too. Mm-hmm. He's also six ten. He's yeah. also gonna be he's also gonna be competing as the tallest person in this category. And the and the big man. They get slighted sometimes. I'm not saying a big man hasn't won this because we've seen Dwight Howard. We've seen though. Did Mar Stoudemire win that slam dunk contest? I don't remember, but I mean well, he I was know. in it. I think Todd Todd Dunker's like kinda Aki and stuff like that. Yeah, because they, could they look at them as like as so being so close to the basket that you dunking or what you're able to do, you should be that's the reason why Dwight Howard, I thought, was brilliant, but what he did, yeah, but that Superman outfit is over. No, not, not even a Superman outfit. I'm not even talking about the Superman outfit. No, that was like, like I can't believe like people like actually like that dunk. I didn't like it because you know what? It was the Inter- visual. It was entertainment. It was bro. the visual of it. It was the outstretch, the hand like this, the other hand like this, uh. the cape blowing in the wind from how far he jumped. Actually looking like he was gliding through the air at the very last minute to realize my fingertips aren't going to make it to this rim. <laughs> so I'm just going to... Yeah, I mean, it, like, was, it was the visual. Throw because, it down. Because the mean? poster of it looks like he's flying. The, it, it, it made a... Come on now. That was probably one of the better posters in the NBA in the last 20 years. Right, from the slam dunk contest. I don't think it was a great Outs- Outside of like Blake, Blake Griffin dumping over a car, that's one of the... Or him or Dwight Howard being dunked over by Nate Robinson... That's probably one of the top five posters out there. That's dope. Is 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 that shot? Cape in the back, hands out like this. You know, I only forgot, thing I, forgot, was it's a, I forgot it's entertainment. My fault. Yeah. You know, but whatever. So it is what it is. We're gonna see what happens. Dennis, Dennis, um, Donovan Mitchell, the rookie from Utah. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be in there. He's another young point guard, athletic. But once again, this is to help highlight because Donovan Mitchell. You know, who Donovan Mitchell is no. Exactly. <laughs> I have no idea who that is. So, Donovan Mitchell is, 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 almost, is almost like Dennis Smith. He's a rookie. He's young. He's on a team that isn't winning. But they kind of are because he's part of that Utah team. Mm-hmm. Utah is on a 10-game winning streak. Not in the playoffs yet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but they end up and, and they probably won't get into the playoffs unless they beat out a team like New Orleans and kick yeah, New yeah. Orleans out. So, Dennis Smith right now, or Donovan Mitchell, and Dennis Smith, as rookies, are the leading scorers of their team. They finish at the rim with, 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 with they finish nasty. Like, yeah. like so, I want to see how nasty their nasty gets. They have potential? Yes. They have, they have potential. Okay. Like, so, this may actually be a very good slam dunk contest. The names aren't going to be there. Like, because they're, they're not. But, I think that people need to start reevaluating I guess how they think about the NBA slam dunk contest where in its in its infancy yeah you needed the celebrities to make it a viable option mm-hmm. to make it to make it interesting and the those celebrities helped build up the slam dunk contest yeah well now I think you're at a point where the slam dunk contest is building up the player mm-hmm. So instead, where the player gave the platform to the slam dunk contest, the slam dunk contest is now giving the platform to the player. Where we get a relook at Victor Oladipo, yep. we get the nostalgic act. Like, oh shoot, I remember. Like, because Larry Nance Jr. isn't for the millennials. Mm-hmm. Larry Nance Jr. isn't for me. Isn't for you. 
Larry Nance Jr. is for the older generation. Yeah. It's, 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 for, it's, for, it's for Danny's generation. <laughs> <laughs> His generation. You know, oh, he's not there. Let's say Larry Nance Jr. is for the older generation like Danny's, you know? <laughs> That's funny. So, it's, it's, what you need? Charger? Yeah. I got you, I got you, I got you. And you have an iPhone? No. Oh, sorry. <laughs> nah, that's good. Nah, Angie does. That's all good. Um, it's, it's, it's a nostalgia gap mm-hmm. because people are going to see this. Like The older generation is going to be like, oh, wait, I remember that guy. Oh, that's his son? Oh, let's watch. Yeah. So you get the people, that, you get the people that's going to watch this damn contest regardless. Mm-hmm. Then you get the people that's, that are going to watch it because, you know, you have three young rookies. You get, you know, you get, you get Indiana that's going to watch it now because they got Victor Oladipo. And they have, that mind, they, they have that mindset. Uh, you know what I want I don't know these names. I'm not going to watch them. You know what I mean? But those no names cut they could win it. You know what I'm saying? You never know what they have behind the sleeves. You know what well, I'm it's the, no, the, the no names are going to win it. They have no choice. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. But where were we? Victor Oladipo, Steven. So now we have the, now we have the three-point contest, right? Three-point contest. You get Clay Thompson, Eric Gordon. Isn't Wayne Ellington in it? It's who? Uh, Wayne Ellington. From the Heat. Wayne Ellington. From the Miami Heat is in it. Is in it. He will be participating in the three-point contest. That's who I'm gonna pick to go along with Paul George. Nah, Paul George ain't gonna yeah, win. Yeah, I'm surprised Paul George is, is in the is in the three-point contest. Oh, Paul George wow. is another guy that I. But you know what? People forget about Paul George at some point at at a point in his career that he was uh, he was a he was a primarily a three-point shooter. The early stage of, of that Indiana Pacers career when he was part of that team that had even before they got um wait wasn't George Hill on that team yeah before they got George well George Hill got to that team in the trade for Kawhi Leonard like he was he was traded for like George Hill was traded for San Antonio traded George Hill to Indiana for Indiana's draft pick Mm -hmm. because Indiana was looking for a solid point guard That draft it wasn't, pick um, turned into Kawhi Leonard. That center too. Uh, who was that? Mahini. Ma, uh, I mentioned him earlier. Mahini. Ma, no, no. There's there's a center named Mahini, but with, with, with no, it wasn't him. Roy Hibbert. That was on that team. So oh Hibbert, it was Hibbert. Roy Hibbert. Yeah. Right? yeah Hibbert. So in the, in the infancy of that team, and, I, and I, I think Monte Ellis was on. Was Monte Ellis on that team? They had an undersized guard. It was either Monte Ellis or I Eric Gordon. It was, no, it was Monte Ellis. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was so Monte they, so Ellis. they had a young team and. I think that's before he went to Golden State. Yeah. Yeah, it was Montez. And Indiana was a, was a run-and-gun team. Completely run-and-gun, run-and-gun, mm-hmm. run-and-gun team. And then they switched over their identity to defense. This is what helped Paul George's career. Because Paul George was forced to go from thinking of being a scorer first to being a complete def- um, defense first. I think this was done by Donnie Walsh when okay. he was part of that team. He was like, we're going to change this up. So now we get. So now when we see Paul George, and now into and I, and I always think that Paul George thinks a little bit higher of himself than he should, mm-hmm. or I think that he's a little bit ranked higher than I think he should. But then you look at the numbers and you're like, Paul George, one of the top fifteen scorers. Paul George, he's the a... number one in steals in the league. Yeah, I know that. That's, that's and in the top five, right behind them, Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. So you look at it and you're like, huh. I guess Paul George isn't completely out of place here when you talk about him being in the three-point contest. It's just that it's been so long 
since since you, since you've thought about him as a, there was a primarily three point guy. Yeah. That you're saying like, oh, he belongs in this category. So let's get this category for you. We got Eric Gordon, who you hear me mention, mm-hmm. right? Who's always been a bona fide scorer, can can put up numbers. Yeah. And can you say like, listen, I, I'm glad I, I get happy for guys like Eric Gordon and the way the NBA changed because it allowed a place for the undersized guard to have a home. Because six three guards were bench players, mm-hmm. like uh, they were called combo, like six three yeah. shooting guards. They were yeah. called combo guards, and they mm-hmm. were preliminary bench players. Now you get a six three shooting guard, you're like, you know what? I'm willing to start him now. I'm willing to put him in a, in a, in a role that that can help him be successful. So we get Eric Gordon, we get Kyle Lowry, Tobias Harris. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Lowry. You know, I, I don't. Yo, I, I can't stand Kyle Lowry's face, man. I I, I, I just want to punch it. I just don't buy into him. I don't think he's. He's an NBA point guard. I don't think he's a good NBA point guard. <laughs> we get Tobias Harris. We get Bradley Beal. And Paul point, George. It's all three point Because there's eight players. I mentioned the five. I mentioned five so far. There's three left. You mentioned one. Your Clay, Miami Heat. Clay Thompson. Wayne, um, Wayne Ellington. Wayne Ellington. The other one is Clay Thompson. Mm. And then there's my favorite Curry? to win it all. Steph Curry? Steph Curry isn't in this. Ooh. Devin Booker. Devin Booker. Devin I consider Booker. Devin Booker basically just be a younger version of Clay. Devin Booker. <laughs> like his mama called him Clay. I'm going to call him he Clay. In, uh, he plays for the Suns, right? Yes. Yeah, Devin Booker, man. Devin, Devin Booker. Booker. Mm. Like, not only is he my pick, but I always have to mention this to, about him when I tell him about people because people don't realize it's about Devin Booker. Devin Booker was a lottery pick. Devin Booker was the sixth man in college. He's good. Yes. He's good. Yes. <laughs> like that's He's good. More than anything else, that's what piqued my interest about Devin Booker. Is that I'm what it was part of that I forgot what team it was. I think maybe the Carl Anthony Towns team. Mm-hmm. But part of that team that had five starters. And damn near every single last one of them made it to the NBA. Devin Booker really wasn't paying attention to him. And then I saw Phoenix pick him with a lottery pick. And I'm like, who drafts a bench player as a lottery pick? And look at him now. Well, granted, it's the reason why you keep an eye on him. Because I'm like, mm-hmm. let's see what they saw. Mm-hmm. And man, what they saw. They had x-ray vision. <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> like, they had x-ray vision. They could see into the future. Yep. Like, gee. I am a fan of Devin Booker. Like, you understand? I've told people this. I'll give off Christoph Porzingis for Devin Booker. Before the injury, after the injury, mm-hmm. right now, today, tomorrow. You, you, you call me 10 years from now, hey. and, and, and listen, Christoph Porzingis could still be a, a, a lock for the Hall of Fame. I'm like, <laughs> let me get DB. <laughs> Yo, he's a star, man. He's a star. He's a stud. And his shot, his shot. His shot is Allen-like. It's just wet. It's, it's, it's Jesus Shuttleworth. Yeah. Like, it's... Jesus! <laughs> yeah. So, that's the lineup. That's the Saturday. Because I'm going, I'm going with Devin Booker. So, because of the All-Star weekend, mm-hmm. we, don't get a, we don't get a full lineup of, of games. Right? So, as I said, I'm, I'm only going to touch on the Knicks and... Wait, there's actually a game on Thursday. Surprisingly. Um... I saw it yesterday on TV. It's crazy. I'm like, why is there a game on Thursday? Whatever. That that is because I always thought they they give them at least one game's break, you know, just to make sure that you're yeah. not scheduling anybody that could possibly be 
I guess, but nobody really participates on Friday. Well, I guess yeah. the, young, the young kids do. Yeah, but still, I mean... Yeah, let them enjoy. Let them get out there a, a day early. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I'm pretty sure, like, whoever's going out, like, you're going to have a bunch of players out there. You're going to have a lot. And I'm going to want to take their families out there. Let them start exactly. getting some accommodations, you know, yeah. get their hotels taken care of. Mm-hmm. But the All-Star Week makes a short week. Makes, makes it a short week. Because normally yeah. we talk about, like, three, four games in for this week. This week, very short, very simple schedule. Mammy, he have one game? Because that's what we're going to talk yeah, about. We're coming, we're coming down to the final, coming <clears throat> into the show. <laughs> yep. We got the Mammy Heat with a couple of games. A one one game. We got the New York Knicks with one game. Miami Heat's going to take on Philly. As you see, and I'm glad I can say this now, both teams have representatives in the All-Star game. Drogic mm-hmm. on one end. Wayne Allenton, you know, also Wayne in Allenton. there. Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. Ben Simmons. And what is this guy's name? Sarik? He's one of their European players. He's going to be okay. on the He's going to be on the yeah, you're world talking about, you're talking tour. about a shooting star, right? Yeah. I mean, as a shooting guard. Yeah. Because you, know, you know how the rookie game is. The rookie yeah. game is basically the USA versus the world. Mm-hmm. So but he's going he's gonna to represent the world team, which is something that's interesting. The Lakers have three rookies. Well, Just like they had. <laughs> Damn, so much has changed in a week. <laughs> <laughs> Last week, I was able to say that Lakers had three teammates that was going to make it to that rookie game. Yo, I see Thomas is in the Lakers. That's crazy. I'm glad. <laughs> so let me, let me finish this off. So I can, I, I'll, I'll get back to the Isaiah Thomas. Because I'm going to tell you what I had to say about Isaiah Thomas earlier. So the, so the, so the Knicks, so the Miami Heat take on Philadelphia tonight, right? Mm-hmm. Superstars being represented on both. And um, three from, Let's go Heat. Let's three go Heat. from Philadelphia, um, two from Miami. This game's going to be in Philly. Dwayne Wade is still going to be back. I'm going to be watching this game because I'm just interested. Like, I've been watching Heat games all year, right? Because. I'm down here. Once again, I don't, I, don't, I don't watch him with pleasure. I watch him for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I watch him for you guys. Because yeah. like, I'm down here. Like, I, I, got, I have to be able to talk about the heat mm-hmm. in some kind of respectable fashion. Else, I'm going to get you guys to listen to me bash you. Yeah. <laughs> so, I've been watching the heat. That's why I don't know so much about the heat. Like, I've been watching the heat, you know, put together their, their runs and their strings all, yeah, that's another, <laughs> all year long. I'm still gonna. I'm still gonna probably gonna take Philly to win this game, only because Philly's gonna be at home. But I wouldn't be surprised if Miami pulls off another, you know, pulls off a victory on the road, you know, and they go into this All Star break on a winning streak because this is what they need. And then, and then they get a nice little rest. They get a couple of practices in, you know, and they get to see how this jump. Because if you're not excited to see the second half of this season, I'm talking about not just the Miami Heat. I'm talking about the NBA as a whole. The Cleveland Cavaliers revamped and looks different. So they're, they're looking to make a nice little run. We want to see if Golden State can win a third championship in four years. We want to see if what goes on in Houston could be. I re- take, I say Rockets going to win it. Think Rockets are going to win it? Well, actually, going into the Western Conference Finals. I'm going to tell you this much. Going to game six, Harden. That's going to. That's what I say. <laughs> I I am interested to see if Nah, I'm Houston, just kidding, bro. You're saying take it in. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna I wanna see if Houston plays Oklahoma City. I am almost interested to see Oklahoma oh, City. A, yo, that's a good that, that that's a good match. And and, 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 and maybe I, and maybe and maybe this is more about Oklahoma City more than it is about anybody else. I am interested to see Oklahoma City play any one of those top three teams in the second round, just to see what happens. Like mm-hmm. it has like because obviously it's gonna happen, but Seen them play San Antonio with 
how well they're coached, even without Kawhi Leonard. Mm-hmm. But to see them play Houston, what Houston goes on there, because everybody has found their stride now. Yeah. Like, listen, if you haven't found your stride, it, you may need to look down because you may not own feet. <laughs> like, True. that's where it is in the NBA right now. Like, yep. Because you're either trending up at this point or you're trending down. That's the reason why Cleveland made their moves. Mm-hmm. Because they were trending down and they couldn't keep that pace. They realized we need to revamp. They didn't make moves. If not, guess what? <laughs> you ain't going back up, buddy. Also tonight, Washington takes on, takes on the New York Knicks. Where, in New York or Washington? Does it matter? Who do you think is going to win that game? Wizards. Let me ask you this. New York is on the road. Who do you think is going to win that game? Wizards. New York is on the road. It's on home. Who do you think is going to win that game? Wizards. There we go. It don't matter. <laughs> Wizards. Exactly. Like, you know, the Knicks are bad. The Knicks are bad. The Knicks right now, they have the longest, the longest they're what? They're like streak. A, they're like an in 11th, the, right? In the NBA. This, they're sitting in an 11th spot. 11, yeah. They have the longest losing streak in the NBA. Why? Why? Because they suck on the road. Or they suck. So, New York Knicks started off hot because they did. They were at home for a lot of those games. They were at, they were at home for, for a mass majority of those 41 games. Ridiculous amount, like 30 of them. Mm-hmm. Which, generally, you play like 40 games. In, you know, when you play those, those, those kind of games, you normally expect it to be like 20 games at home. You know, 20 games in the road. They, they try to yeah. balance it out. Well, the Knicks also have a lot of, a lot of stadium obligations. The Lakers get mixed into their into their schedule a lot too. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this used to happen to Miami, but I know it used to happen in LA and it, and, it, and it used to happen in New York and it happened and it and it happened again to them this year. The Ringling and Brothers Barnum and Bailey Circus mm. used to come in town every single year. Mm-hmm. The Knicks had to give up their arena for two weeks. So for two straight weeks mm-hmm. they were just on the road. Kind of knew this. Lakers were the same way. Always had like a two week run, two week stint where they were just they were just on the road. Ringling and Brothers, Barnum and Bailey Circus. So that used to happen to you back then, though. Yeah, now. yeah. I think it, the, the the circus just disbanded like a couple years ago. Yeah. But it, well, you remember the Knicks play in Madison Square Garden. You know everything, what? Ha- everything takes place in. Guess in, what in happened this year as well? The Grammys happened in New York. Wow. So the Knicks started out. So they front loaded the Knicks season, a ton of games at home to start it off. So Brooklyn came like, yo, you can play in our arena. <laughs> hey, it's like a home arena. Yeah, we'll land you the arena. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, anytime they go to a Brooklyn game, it's basically like playing at home. You get you hear a lot more Knicks chants than oh man. I'm gonna I'm I'm give you a nice little tidbit. You're not gonna like this one though. Uh-oh. So the Knicks now have the second half of their season, and it's a lot of road games. Well, the first half of the season, they were winning a lot of those games mm-hmm. on at home. They weren't winning those games on the road. So when that second half of the season came. Until unless, unless the Knicks all of a sudden found that magic formula to all of a sudden start winning on the road, you kind of figured they were going to start struggling, and that's what's happening. The Knicks doesn't have a string of three home games back to back to back mm-hmm. until April. From the beginning of the year till April, you understand? Like they barely have they barely have three two home games back to back. That's crazy. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like they, so. That's how, the, that's how the second half of the season looks. So I'm expecting them to keep falling, keep falling, keep falling, keep falling, keep falling. The only good thing about it is that this year we actually have our, dra- we actually have our first round draft pick. Because if you know the Knicks and you know the past, a lot of years, they have not had that first round mm-hmm. draft pick. So the Knicks this week is going to take on the Toronto Raptors. Actually, last week, took on Toronto Raptors, the Indiana Pacers, Philadelphia 76ers. Lost all of them. <laughs> <laughs> they lost in Toronto. They lost in Indy. They lost in Philly. On the road. On the road. On the road. Unlike you guys, you guys find a way to win on the road. 
You play Houston, you lose to Houston. Understandable. That was yeah. a good game. Well, we beat him. Uh, we beat him here last time. No, 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 no. We beat him there last time. Yeah, but you played yeah. Milwaukee. You beat Milwaukee. The Bucks. Yeah. Ninety-one to eighty-five. Mm-hmm. You had a you had a bad loss to Toronto, but Toronto. Toronto's a very good regular season team. Yeah. Like, they, I've been calling them that for, like, the last year. I don't believe in them in the playoffs, but they're a really good regular season team. I mean, DeRozan, man, is doing his thing, man. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, DeRozan with him is like, eh. He have a good game, they have a regular game. Bah. You know what I'm saying? He's not consistent. But whatever. He's, it's yeah, what it is. It is now, yeah. He's, he's getting there. Yeah. But Miami Heat, still off this year, was on a very nice little win streak. Mm-hmm. And I'm only saying this because you brought up Brooklyn. <laughs> 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 because while... The New York Knicks, right? They can't beat Miami for nothing, right? The Miami Heat can't beat the Brooklyn Nets for nothing. <laughs> I know that's crazy. It's like I don't know. It's just like a it's like a mind, it's like a mind beep. Yeah. You know that word? It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 it's, it's the podcast. It's okay. They get mind fucked. It yeah, happens. It's crazy. <laughs> the fuck. So. The last game of the season, December 29th, a and Friday. Brooklyn's so horrible. They played Brooklyn in Miami. They lost by damn near 30. It's also like the last game they lost before going on like a 10-game winning streak yeah. or something like that. Mm-hmm. I was at that Brooklyn game. It's crazy. I was so happy. No, I'm sure you were. <laughs> I treated it like a road game. Well, a road game for Miami. Yeah, I treated like a home game. Yeah. I was like, Brooklyn had the ball. I was over here shouting, Brooklyn. <laughs> Miami had the ball. I was like, Defense. <laughs> Brooklyn would go to the line. I'm over here like shh, yeah, chill. And it was, and even, it was even worse. Like, you know how the Miami has the promotions. Like, oh, if they miss a free throw, everybody gets fries. Yeah, Brooklyn didn't miss any free throws. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here like shh. And then it got to the fourth quarter. I'm over here like, you know what? Miss it. I'm trying to get the munchies. I can use some free fries. <laughs> miss one at least. Every time they did the that promotion. Yeah. He made it. So I say that to say because Brooklyn can beat Miami, right? And Miami and New York can beat Brooklyn all day long, but New York can't beat Miami, and Miami can't beat Brooklyn. It's crazy. I, I don't get it. Like, it's crazy. It, it, it's, it's, those, it's one of those matchup things, right? Yeah. So Miami has a schedule. New York has a schedule. We have one game left, all-star game start, and then we, and then we get into next week. And... I'm excited, man. I just, I just want to see All-Star Weekend. Like, yeah. I'm one of those guys. Like, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night. It's chill. I'm going to be sitting there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to take the HDMI cord from my television. I'm going to plug it right into my face. <laughs> 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 I'm going to put the other way to here. Yeah. <laughs> Stay stuck on the TV. But what did I say I was going to come back to for you? What did I say I was going to come back to for you? Yo, I don't even remember what I did yesterday. I don't know. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it wasn't about Brooklyn. Was it about Brooklyn? No. It wasn't about Brooklyn. It wasn't about Miami. Did we forget? I forgot. Did we forget? Okay, then. Then that's the show. We'll come and we'll talk. <laughs> it is. We'll talk next week. Listen, I, I do appreciate you guys listening as we did a power hour for that second hour. There was no commercial breaks. There was no nothing. You just got this live, rough, rugged, and raw. That's how we do on the Mighty Sports Podcast. Once you- again, thank you for listening. I got my homeboy, Chill Willie. Say Yo, love and peace, y'all. Love and peace. I am your host, Alan Thomas Taylor. And we actually have a new saying for you. I'm sorry. Because I used to tell everybody, like, you know, one hand wash the other. You know, as we continue on this journey mm-hmm. up to the top, one hand washes the other and both have to wash the face. Word. I got a new one for the people. Oh. I got a new one for the people. And 
I forgot how much I used to utilize this in my life. And I, and I had to listen to somebody's album to, to, to say mm-hmm. this. So I'm not going to take the credit for this. Right? So in the words of Wale, let the optimism of tomorrow be your foundation for today. This is the Mighty Sports Podcast. <laughs> I got one of those for you. <laughs> <laughs> This is the Mighty Sports Podcast, and we are out of here. Love and peace. And also, sorry for you guys on the radio station. Oh, well, we'll come back to you. Peace, love, elbow grease. Sorry, boys. All the stitches in the world can't sew me together again. Lay down. Lay down. Always knew I'd make a stop there. But a lot later than a whole gang of people thought. Last call for drinks. Bars closing down. Sun's out. Where we going for breakfast? Don't want to go far. Rough night. Tired, baby. Tired. My tea!